Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the Derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Good morning. I wonder what time it is. Uh, they say we're young and we don't know. Won't find out Well, I don't know. Well, that's true. 303. I'm awake. I'm so. Oh man, you faked me out there. Guy was a little nap, and all of a sudden, whoo! What a memory! Holy crime! And I drill three. How you doing? Look out! It's only me. It's only the Kimmer with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports raconteur extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. It's Flounder, and it's Letter It Friday on 106.3. I don't care if Monday sucks. Tuesday's blows and I hate you. Thursday, I don't care. I know it's Friday. I'm in love. Man, we got a lot of stuff here today. It is Groundhog Day. Yeah, we'll talk about that. Also, I posted a couple things on Facebook a minute ago uh, concerning one of the most beautiful girls I ever knew. I fell in love with her when I was a prep school student. All I can say is... She was the prettiest girl I ever saw and uh, has a little connection to Groundhog Day because groundhogs are also known as something else. You know what else they're called, Pete Davis? Woodchuck. And Flounder, did you know that also? Yes, I did. Okay. Have you ever? Have, have you guys ever seen a woodchuck? I, I mean, you're really not farm-type people. Pete may I have okay. them. Uh, okay, I've told time. you, I have one that lives in my front oh, that's yard. Right too. You yeah. can't, and, and by the way, you can't trust him. You can't, <laughs> I, get, I, I, I lent him $10, and I haven't seen him since November. Well, that's what I was curious. Now, but he's been gone since November. Uh, maybe he's, do they hibernate? Yeah. I guess they hibernate. Oh, yeah. yeah anyway, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's uh, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 305 on 106.3. Happy Friday. Let it rip. Anything goes. Our number, and we love phone calls, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. And it is Groundhog Day, and we'll have, uh, we have Pete's Tweets, we have Holy Crap at Sports, we have Flounder's Funnies. What's the matter? Are you holding up your microphone? Everything all right over there? It's uneven for some reason. I don't know why it could be uneven, but it is mm, uneven. Well, I, that's a Bugging horrible me. problem. Uh, by the way, I should, did I show you, the, did you see my, look what I did today. It's, uh, it's Groundhog Day, and the reason, uh, by the way, did you know that Groundhog Day was picked on February 2nd for a reason? It wasn't just as as that somebody picked the day you know early in, in February. There was a good reason for it, and it has to do with the uh, spring equinox. And in honor of that and Groundhog Day today, I'm now you nobody can see this if you're watching on YouTube. This or this jacket of mine, Pete. Remember this jacket? Do you have any no. memory of this jacket? Now, this is the first time in uh, since uh, cold weather started last fall. This is the first day that I've not worn a Marine Corps jacket with patches all over it and stuff like that. One of my coats with many all the patches, okay? And the reason is because it was, it was going to be so spring-like, and this is the halfway point between the one season to another, getting up into spring. And this was a coat that I wore at Shannon Burke's house 
for the party where we were exploding the fireworks with Ch- and Kara was there the, and the whole the team. Yeah, and the cops showed up. We said, "Don't let him in. Was, <laughs> go meet him in the porch." You also you also wore that when we all went to Medieval Times. And we met the Medieval Times again with our whole oh. crew. And the reason I and the reason I, I wore it today was kind of for the memory of it uh, of that kind of thing. And also, and I'll tell you the quick story. I, I don't think Flounder should have story. And I'll just make it real quick. But it's back back when I was working. This is when I had money. I mean, I had I only made money for like three years. Of, of all, my, I had fifty five years in the business. I've only made mo- any serious money. I never made a million bucks or anything like boards. But I mean, I, the only time I made any kind of what you'd call regular good money was for about three years. And during those years, I took my daughter Sarah to a golfing trip in Vegas. We went out to Vegas, and uh, did a little good. And then we also, of course, spent time at the casinos. We stayed in the the new Caesar's Tower. I mean, it was it was a nice luxury trip, and I was I felt and feel good about the world, and we having a great time. And then we'd walk through the. As you know, if, if you go to Vegas and at those casinos, you you don't know where you are. You get lost. You cannot find your way out. And they do it deliberately, so you 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 stuck in there. And and, and every time we tried to go to find where we parked the car, we go through a different area of the Caesar's Palace. And and one of the and I kept going by this men's store. And this jacket, it's an orange uh, leather jacket with, a, I guess that's silk or satin or something on the inside, yellow, and it's like an Indian painting and stuff. Huh. Anyway, and it feels like butter. And this jacket was in the window, and I, and I kept looking at it, and Sarah said, gee, you ought to go buy it. And I said, man, it's a beautiful jacket. It kind of looks like the Robert De Niro orange coat he wore when he got blown up in uh, Casino. You usually have to look inside a baby's diaper to see a color like that. <laughs> I know it's well, it's, but but the thing is, this this coat is as soft as butter. I mean, uh, Flounder, you should feel it. But I, I mean, honestly, you've never felt leather. I, I, it feels like butter. And so, I, I, like three days in a row, I'd go back and say, boy, it's a beautiful jacket. He said, Dad, go buy it, go buy it. So I said, okay. So I walked in the store, and I said, I love that jacket in the window. He says, try it on. and try it on. It fit. It was perfect. He says, I said, oh, God, I'll take it. It was almost $2,500. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Can you believe it was like twenty? I think it was like twenty two hundred. I don't know, Mike. And of course, I couldn't tell him no. I couldn't say, oh, "Well, I can't afford that." And I, you know, at the time, I could afford it, but it was so stupid. But I thought, to, and she said, "Ah, oh, go, you know, what the hell?" And I said, "Well, I'm going to do it." It was like a bucket list thing where I, I was so stupid. I was in Vegas with my daughter on a special trip, you know, kind of just have fun after all the years we didn't. We we're spending a lot of time together, and I so I did it. But again, I mean, what an outrageous, ridiculous thing to do. Anyway, so I wore that today in honor of so, <clears throat> of Groundhog. Day, uh, because it's beginning. It's, it's, it's like halfway to spring. Yes, sir. We have a How delay many going. Hides so we- died. Well, I don't. I don't think it's a naugahyde. I'm fairly sure this was a like a, a baby seal or something. I gave his lives for the <laughs> their lives for that jacket. I don't know. Anyway, three zero nine, four zero four seven four one twelve thirty one two three zero. This is Groundhog Day, as you know. A Punxsutawney Phil was first known as the Groundhog Day for the first time on this day in 1887. And uh, February 2 is not just a random date. Uh, February 2 is picked for a reason. It's the cross-quarter day, meaning it falls at the midpoint between one season and another. The case of February 2nd, the cross-quarter day that falls between the winter solstice and the spring equinox, making it the ideal time to consider whether or not spring will arrive early. And by the way, (coughs) excuse me. As you know, Groundhog Day and the whole theory behind what happens when the sun comes out or doesn't, it's ridiculous. If the sun comes out and you can see your shadow, clearly there's good weather because the sun's out. So, therefore, there should be no bad weather ahead, well, which, of course, is just the opposite. I've, no one's ever explained how, why—no one's ever said why they picked that 
instead of the obvious thing, if it's sunny, then the good weather's here. And But why would they say if it's sunny, therefore six more weeks of winter? I mean, who decided that? Somebody picked that as an old wives' tale, and I don't know why, and it, it's stupid. What, what does it mean if the New York City mayor drops you and kills you? Well, 10 years ago, we can celebrate the anniversary. <laughs> mayor Levine was at uh, de Blasio in New York City. Well, and you can see the video. I mean, he he picked the, the, the groundhog, uh, slipped out of his hands, and eventually died. And, it be, you know, basically killed him anyway. All right. Uh, also, a couple of the video things I put on there, which I think I'll probably get to here. I don't want to talk about myself the whole time. or 311 already. Um, also, let's see. Um, oh, oh um, I did see my first motorcycle cop today. Uh, they're back out. It was a nice warm weather day. And it was on Marietta Highway, and it was parked off to the side. It's a divided highway, so you can go flying down there, especially a lot of it when you're coming from Atlanta Street and uh, going west. It's A lot of it's downhill, and, and people going 55, 58 miles an hour in a 45. And so the first day I've seen it since I got in months, and well, since last fall, I guess, first time I've seen a motorcycle cop, speed cop. On Marietta Highway. So, uh, separate five, you guys. Hope you get a lot of people because, you know, well, that's your job, I guess, and everybody should slow down. I don't speed around there anymore. I go, I get to where I'm going fast, but I don't speed. I try not to. At least, uh, let's speak too much. All right, 5, 312, 312. Kim Pete and Flounder. Um, let's see. Uh, uh, the farmer's wife uh, was like, uh, Farmer Needs a Wife was on last night. We got stuff. Fannie Willis is the number one story, along with President White Trash, who uh, was at the ceremony at the Air Force Base, at Dover Air Force Base, retrieving the uh, bodies of the three American heroes from Georgia who were killed because of our presidential policy. Uh, luckily, he did not speak at the ceremony. Uh, President Slimebag, uh, First Lady, the... Uh, uh, cuckold Queen Jill was there, along with the uh, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, the uh, the shame of the Defense Department, who should have resigned a long time ago. Did you hear his weak excuse about, well, you know, I, I was I, I got the diagnosis of prostate cancer, and I was I was shocked. I was just, me to, oh, for God's sakes, you're a grown man. You're freaking general, for God's sakes. Give me a freaking break. You know, these, you know these people, and of course, uh, President Showers, with daughter, did not speak, did not speak at the ceremony today. Thank God, uh, because he apparently, uh, he apparently was misinformed. He thought it was, a, he thought it was a football game. He asked, "What time is kickoff?" Very embarrassing. They're going to try to hide that from the press later on. Uh, anyway, uh, by the way, those were the first people killed in a couple of years uh, since uh, 2022. 13 service members killed as a result of the action, of course, in the fall of Afghanistan when our idiot uh, Defense Department leaders and President of the United States acted like they didn't care about America at all. 11 Marines dead, a sailor and a soldier dead. <clears throat> anyway, at least he didn't check his watch. He probably took it. I'll bet they took it. I'll, I'll guarantee you they took his watch off his wrist. I bet my life that they made sure he was not wearing a watch. 313. What a freaking disgrace at a time when we need to honor our fallen heroes. And they send that doofus over there. Freaking disgraceful. 314. Kim Pete and Flounder. I did the whistling belly button trick at the high school talent show. Bing! Ned Ryerson got the shingles real bad senior year, almost didn't graduate. Bing! Ned Ryerson, I dated your sister Mary Pat a couple times till you told me not to anymore. Well? Ned Ryerson? Bing! Bing! <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, what time is it? What time is it? I gotta wake up. Happy Groundhog Day from the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. 319 at 106.3. Good to have you aboard. It's Friday. Beautiful. We're going to have a good day, uh, at least one good day weekend ahead of us. I think in the 60s. Today's beautiful. I wore my spring jacket. And um, uh, it looks like at least one good day. All right, it's, uh, here we go. Marilyn Manson on this day, uh, 2021. Marilyn Manson was dropped by his record label after claims by actress Evan Rachel Wood that she was horrifically abused by Marilyn Manson. Apparently, uh, he was, I guess he was physically abusive and he'd tie her up and shame her and demean her. And I, I mean, she said, she told a horrible story. I, mean, was, I don't know whether she was raped, but I guess she was really abused. And wasn't there another girl involved, too? I think it was more than one person. I, from what she said, it was a horrible, horrible thing. And his uh, record company said, You're no, uh, you can't wear with us anymore. After they were uh, no longer promoted his album Effective Immediately back in 2021, Marilyn Manson denied it all, saying it was uh, distortion, uh, distortion. Yeah, she, she liked it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, in this case, I think I believe the girl. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Quick birthday. Oh, speaking of believing the girl, I believe you, baby. Christy Brinkley is 70. <laughs> I can't even say it. Christy Brinkley uh, is 70. I guess she, I, and now I'm a baby boomer, and I, I guess she was probably my first uh, uh, supermodel Sports Illustrated swimsuit girl thing, I think, probably. I'm trying to think of who was there before her. Well, I mean, you know, Bridget Bardot no, and people Teague like was that. before her. I th- oh, I thought Christy came first. I could be wrong. I don't know. But and now Cheryl Teagues, by the way, was my and Kathy Ireland was my favorite, and then Cheryl Teagues and, and Christy Brinkley. But anyway, that you know, she's seventy freaking years old, and her daughter Sailor is also a model, and she was in the twenty eighteen SI swimsuit issue. Christy Brinkley, freaking seventy. Wow. And on this day in history, nineteen eighty five, O.J. Simpson married Nicole Brown. And divorced her, uh, you know, she divorced him in 1992 after about six or seven years on the grounds of adultery and that he kept threatening to kill her. Uh, two years later, the bastard did. Son of a gun. Sly, tried to slash your freaking head right off there. And then, and then Ron Goldman, who was just trying to bring her back her sunglasses, he just said, he says, honey, I got you. Oh, wow, oh, wow. And he got away with it. He got away with it. I mean, I can't believe it. Jeez. I mean, he got away with it. I mean, how how more? Well, whatever. He got away with it. Uh, Let's see. 322. Okay, we got got news. We got stuff. uh, 404-741-1230. 741-1230 if you'd like to join us. And again, a quick uh, thing I put on um, um, on Facebook here a little bit ago. Uh, Thank you to... No, I got the name. I wrote it down. Again. Jim Fisher. Jim Fisher sent me, uh, delivered today, an envelope with a whole bunch of pictures in it, photographs, and a nice letter from a time we did a charity ride. God, it had to be 25 years ago, up in Marietta. Uh, with, I uh, must have been the Cobb County Police Department and Marietta Police probably involved too. And motorcycle cops, all motorcycle cops. It was a motorcycle ride for uh, Toys for Tots. There's, I had pictures and I put them on Facebook and, and uh, YouTube of the Santa Claus was there and stuff. Uh, I just, oh my God, I just had to, can I share the weirdest memory? Oh, this is the damnedest thing. It was, we met at Hooters. We had, we, we met at Hooters and then did the ride and went back to Hooters for the ceremony and, and giving out stuff and stuff like that. 
And there was a, oh my God, there was a girl there. I can't remember her name. I remember her face and everything. I can't remember her name. And she was kind of a part-time somebody who used to work with us at the radio station, Pete. I can't, she was like a, may not have been an intern, but she would maybe helping in the sales or something. We, we knew each other just barely in passing. Uh, and, I, and, I, and she was there as part of some marketing team or something uh, for the event. And again, I, I didn't, you know, I hadn't seen her in years and years. And she was, I just, I barely knew her. And all of a sudden, and we're in there and stuff like that. And, she's, and she came up and said, hey, at the camera, I said, oh, yeah, I remember you, how you're doing. And she came up and she kissed me on the mouth like it was, you know, I can't, I can't believe it's been so long since I've been with you. I mean, oh my God! And it was, I mean, it, it, it wasn't sexy. It was just the sweetest damn thing I ever. I mean, it, it was, it wasn't like she was, you know, putting a make on me. But it was like, oh my God, I'll never forget this. It was one of, the, it was a damnedest thing. I, I, and I just, I can't, I can't, I'll never forget it. I can't imagine why or what. We never went out. I mean, it was no big deal. But I just the damnedest thing I ever saw. And it was, and she meant, and she kept hanging around. And never, I think she wanted me to ask her out. She was. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't. I didn't pick up on it. I don't think I was such an idiot. <laughs> Ecstasy is a hell of a drug. <laughs> oh mercy! What's the one that you're supposed to get all mellow that they did at parties? Uh, Valium? No, no. It's, what's the drug? Flounder? What's the drug? Xanax? No, no, no. Quaaludes? Quaaludes. Quaaludes. I've never even seen a Quaalude. Mm. But maybe that was the deal with her. I don't know. But she, it was honestly good. She just slinked up to me and put her arms around my neck. And she kissed me on the mouth and just lingered. And went, oh, my God. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I know how creepy okay. that is. What does a girl, girl got to do to give you a hint? <laughs> she wants you to ask her out. I mean, she kept, you know, like... Standing next to me and kind of wiggling around and stuff, and I was working. I was I was talking to the crowd and doing you know talking to the people. I was the I was this celebrity guy, so I, I I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. Does she have to unzip you? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm an idiot, total freaking idiot. <laughs> you are. Anyway, uh, three twenty five. Three twenty five. Uh, anyway, so thank you. That was Jim Fisher who did uh, sent the pictures. Thank you, Jim, and I put them on Facebook and YouTube. In case you want to check them out, just a quick thing from a charity ride. <laughs> it had to be like 98, I don't know, 2001, maybe 2090, I don't know, somewhere in there. Uh, 325. Uh, speaking of, by the way, Groundhog Day, <laughs> you may not have known this. Uh, the very first Groundhog Day celebration took place in 1886, hosted by a group of elders known as the Groundhog Club. The Groundhog Club considered their namesake to be a delicacy the groundhog, in addition to a natural meteorologist. That said, cooking groundhog meat was a menu staple on Groundhog Day picnic menus that year. Those who have eaten groundhog meat often describe it as a cross between chicken and pork. Yes, my friends, traditional celebrations of Groundhog Day meant you eat the groundhog. (laughs) Hey, General Beauregard Lee... Also yeah. says early spring. I well, uh, uh, that's good, but then, but, it, uh, but that's impossible because the sun was out. I guarantee he saw a shot, a shadow. So they're just lying. There's no way that he could not seen a shadow with the sun, a beautiful sunny day like this. So clearly, well, uh, some, mm. they're just doing a big. Uh, now again, who, I, I don't. I, uh, who can explain why someone, somebody somewhere said, okay, let's say if it's sunny, it's going to get bad. And, oh, okay, that's a great idea. <laughs> I mean, how come somebody said no? What are you talking about, you idiot? If it's sunny, it means it's over. 
Oh, they were natural contrarians. Yeah, apparently. I had three twenty-six. Can repeat. May, hey, maybe it was maybe it was cloudy in Jackson because that's where he lives now. Well, down that's in Jackson, right. That's, up in Jackson. That's no, yeah. He went from where was he? He was uh, used to be in uh, Stone Mountain, wasn't it? Stone Yellow Mountain. River. Yeah, the uh, River Game Farm. Yeah. Yeah, do they, yeah. By the way, is that still up? I think that may have closed down. No. Yeah. Didn't they have a closed problem there? Closed in 2017. It closed. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, 327, Kim Repeat and Flounder. Okay, Fanny, 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 Fanny. Fanny, Fanny, Floozy, Fanny, Floozy, Fanny, the Willie, Willie, Will, Willer, Peff, District Attorney. Mm-mm-mm. Fanny, 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 what are we going to do with you, Fanny? Fanny has now been subpoenaed by the uh, House Judiciary Committee. <laughs> they want all of her documentation about how she was a bad girl. They want her receipts, use of federal funds. And again, this is going bad. This is two things. This involving her federal funds and the okay to spend them on personal stuff with that guy on her staff when the whistleblower girl said, you can't do this, and she did it anyway, and then fired the whistleblower. That's one. The second one is all the documents showing that she's been uh, farkalukulating with this guy on her payroll. I mean, that's a big one. And now today, there was, the deadline was today for her to answer some of these charges. So she today did it, and it was she filed a report that was 176 pages long. Uh, Fanny the Floozy claims that the uh, claims against her were meritless and salacious. She asked the judge to reject the motions from Donald Trump and other co-defendants to disqualify her and her office from the case and do so without even having a hearing. She denied claims of misconduct. This is good. She said there's no evidence that the relationship between her and the special prosecutor, Nathan Wade, uh, had prejudiced the case. And uh, he said, well, I didn't spend any money on her that she gave me. Oh, really? It was you know, your own personal money was separate in the checking account that she put, you put your money into the bank? I mean, this whole thing is absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the uh, lawyers against uh, 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 Fanny the Fluzzi are saying she may have broken the law by hiring the guy, then allowing him to pay for all those vacations. Uh, that he says we're un- unrelated to the work. Well, boom, bang, there you go. Uh, they profited significantly from the prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. Uh, they said there's no proof to back up the sensational claims to call the prosecutors to be disqualified and the charges against Donald Trump to be dismissed and his other lawyers, too. The judge has scheduled a hearing on the 15th of this month about evidence in these allegations. Uh, documents uh, coming forward to uh, back up her client's claims of misconduct. They're uh, subpoenaing Wills, uh, Willis and Wade to testify. Uh, she's going to seek testimony from his current and former law partners. Uh, they've uh, until today didn't really she didn't really direct anything about this. Uh, but she directly uh, remember as soon as she got the chance, she went into a church pulpit and claimed racism using the race card in a church. Churches, blacks, race card Democrats. Churches, blacks, race card Democrats. Boy, they're still doing it, Pete, from the freaking late 60s. They're doing it for, I mean, that's when it really, you know, that's when, you know, the, the civil rights movement and the sit-ins and, I mean, the whole, everything started really about mid-60s when it kind of exploded. And then, boy, black churches, Democrats, and racism. Pow, boom, right there. And it hasn't stopped. It's only getting worse now. Uh, she claimed it was all racism, but really, Fanny, 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 you were only banging the black guy. What, white guys aren't good enough for you? I mean, come on, baby. This is, I mean, it's really kind of offensive, don't you think? Three guys you had in your staff and you only gave it up to the brother? You know, Fanny, <laughs> like they say, once you've gone white, you'll give up the fight. That's right, baby. And I'm right here for you, darling. You got my number, 330. It's only the Kimmer. With Pete and Flounder, if you want, you know, whatever. Uh-huh.
what time is it? Uh, I gotta get to work. <laughs> yeah, baby. Coming up on 337. Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder on Let It Rip Friday, 106.3. Good to have you aboard. Happy almost weekend. Later, here, stand by, Kim. Look at time. Was on to stay 2004. CBS apologized for its broadcast of the Super Bowl after Janet Jackson was left exposed when Justin Timberlake ripped off her top. They had been performing the raunchy halftime duet when one of Jack, that's what it says here, when one of her breasts was exposed as Timberlake pulled at her top. They cut away from the scene, flooded with calls, angry viewers, halftime entertainment produced by MTV. Justin Timberlake said it had been an accident. I'm sorry anybody was offended. How could it be an accident? He reached over there and ripped off the flap. And by the way, how come she had a flap? I mean, she wasn't wearing a, a, a top. She's wearing a flap on a top. And incidentally, yeah. for the record, and I don't, I don't mean this is not. You're not. This is going to be a racial thing, but I don't mean it that way. That was one of the ugliest sights I've ever seen. It looked like a big clump of tobacco drying on a vine or something. It was not. In a, I didn't. I didn't see any beautiful boob hanging out. I saw this. It just looked like a, some kind of leathery pouch that was. I mean, I, I was not. There was nothing attractive about it. I promise you that. Now, well, maybe I was. I don't. I don't. I did. Anyway, whatever. Accident, my ass. I mean, yeah. Please, he ripped the pad. The, 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 the thing off. I mean, come on. And he skated. He skated. <laughs> yeah. No one blames him. And he did it. And he came back to do a halftime show a few years later. Remember that? He came in 2018, was it, or sometime? I don't remember it was, but he came back. Anyway, uh, three uh, three thirty eight. Kim repeat and flounder. Here's our birthday list today. Includes Shakira. 47. Her name means woman full of grace. Shakira, the hips don't lie. Isn't that the one? Hips don't lie. That's all I know. Isn't that, isn't that flounder? Isn't that the one? Shakira, hip, yeah, hip, that's hips, uh, swinging the hips don't lie or something like that? I don't know. What do I know? Shakira, too hot for me. Uh, 1925, Gunnar Kasson became a famous name in Alaska on this day in 1925. There had been a major epidemic of diphtheria in Nome, Alaska. Kind of hard to get to. So a team of sled dogs led by Gunnar made it through rough conditions and territory to deliver the life-saving serum. Today, sled dog racing, the uh, Nome, Alaska sled dog race is a huge sport. I guess I, don't, I haven't heard much about it. Did they even have it this year? I don't know if they've even had it yet. I don't know. Since uh, people have gotten involved saying they're cruel to the uh, dogs, it's yeah. kind of faded in popularity. I'm kind of glad, actually. I was going to say, the la- I, I read an, uh, many, many years ago, I read it might have been Sports Illustrated, I don't remember, but I read a very long article, and it was somebody who went on the sled, on the race, the Iditarod. And he said, boy, when they'll, you know, these guys, the dogs to these guys, well, he can't, it's hard to make a blanket statement. He, it was perfectly clear that at least to some of these guys and their dog teams, they were rough. And these dogs are like automobiles in a race car race. And if they don't function, get rid of them. Uh, I, there were cases where uh, one of the owners was shaming his dogs. 
uh, where they were hitting them and they were, I mean, it was just brutal conditions. And of course, now the dogs can take being out in the cold. I mean, they're bred for it. I don't, I don't have a problem with a with a dog bred for it to be out in the cold. But they were, I mean, I was just, uh, it was brutal. They treated them like crap and yelled and screamed and and forced them. To, they a couple of them were run to death. Literally, uh, he knew they couldn't take it. They couldn't keep up. So he tried to change their order. And the there's a whole or there's a very special pecking order in how they arrange the dogs in the sled trail. So I mean, I, it's the whole thing just made me sick, honestly. And if you're not lead dog, the view never changes. Well, it's not a good view. <laughs> anyway, that was yeah, that was the uh, the serum race was uh, saved all those lives, and and uh, ever since then it's been a it's been a thing. All right, three forty one. Here we go. Oh oh, President Stupid Face. Oh, Mister Tough Guy. In fact, yeah, the other the, the other day now the media's coming out with how tough he is. He's going to take people behind the shed. Remember he told Trump he'd take Trump behind the shed and give him a whooping or something. <laughs> and, and he yeah. told his his buddy uh, who, who was his buddy gang banger. Cool, uh, neck, uh, what was the name of his g- gang buddy? Corn, 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 holio, corn pop, corn, corn pop. pop. Yeah, and he was corn gonna. Pop. He said, "Corn pop, you may take a knife, me. I'll take that and take it right out of your hand." Yeah, corn pop. Yeah, gang banger. Yeah, yeah. Biden said, "I'll get that gang banger. You take a knife at me, Mister." <laughs> well, he's at it again. Uh, oh, Mister Tough Guy. <laughs> Uh, we'll tell you about his latest examples of how he's now he's getting people to talk about how tough he is. And now he's actually taking on your local grocery store. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, President Stupid is now saying, I'll show those damn grocers, which, by the way, is one of the dumbest things he could do as a campaign theme. But here he goes again. President Stupid Face is claiming during a speech in South Carolina at the uh, First Nation dinner in Columbia. He says, you know, I love this part. He says inflation's coming down. Yeah, he could be right. I only spent four twelve for gasoline for one gallon this morning. So it used to be 426. So by God, inflation's really working, isn't it? Anyway, he says inflation's coming down. It's now lower in America than any other major economy in the world. The cost of eggs, milk, chicken, gas, and so many other essential items have come down. But for all we've done to bring prices down, there are still too many corporations in America ripping people off, price gouging, junk fees, greedflation, shrinkflation. He said Americans are tired of being played for suckers by grocery stores. Well, it's time to stop. Americans, we're tired of being played for suckers. And that's why we're going to keep these guys, keep them on them, and get those prices down you you grocers uh, oh my god yeah. he's yelling at the grocers and so it's their fault <laughs> oh my god you're gonna beat up the piggly wiggly <laughs> what an idiot and and now it's coming out he doesn't mince his words boy they're a political saying yeah yeah biden's 81 years old he refers to donald trump as a sick blank a uh, four-letter word. Uh, what a blanking blank hole he is, says Biden <laughs> about the former president. Uh, he said, oh, Trump delights in others' misfortunes. It's a clear and present danger to our democracy. Uh, accounts of Donald Trump uh, watching the rioters at the uh, storming the Capitol from his private dining room uh, enrages Biden. Uh, and he says, when discussing Russian President Vladimir Putin, he says there's these very fine people on both sides about the clashes with white supremacists and protesters in Charlottesville. Okay, once again, for the record, and again, my daughters think the same thing. Donald Trump loves Nazis because he said they're good Nazis. No, no, no. The question was, uh, how do you st- where do you stand on the issue of tearing down monuments, statues, and he said, well, you know, there are good people on both sides of the argument. 
He didn't say they were good Nazis. He wasn't talking about Nazis attacking Jews. He was asked about the statues and the issue of statues being torn down, erasing our past. And he said, well, yeah, you know, it's true. There are, there are good people on both sides. Uh, da, 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 da. It, was, it was not a thing until they made it a thing. And then once the media made it a thing, it's a thing forever. And it's still a thing. You know, uh, President Stupidface said it today. Here we go again. He loves white supremacists and uh, Nazis. Uh, anyway, uh, a Trump campaigner slammed his remarks, uh, saying it's a shame that Crooked Joe disrespects the presidency both publicly and privately. No surprise he disrespects the 45th president the same way he disrespects the American people with his failed policies. I mean, what a freaking joke. And by the way, one more thing. The Babylon Bees got it right. Uh, President Stupid Face expressed his support for African-American history. It's Black History Month at a kickoff celebration for Black History Month by telling those gathered he believes black history is just as important as normal people history. Yes, in this Black <laughs> History Month, I would like to wish a very happy history anniversary to all black people. Black history is important. It's just as important as normal history, if not more important, Biden said. Blacks are just as good as normals. I've always said that since my black son died in Vietnam, not a joke, not a joke. Anyway, uh, then he entertained the crowd by telling them all about he single-handedly started the civil rights movement. And now he remembers fondly all the poor kids he helped get out of poverty who went on to become just as bright as their normal white counterparts. Black history is all of our history, Biden said, all of our history. Well, I guess it's not the history of the Mexicans because they get a month, too. And the 7-Eleven employees, well, they get a month. But it's the history of America. And just as important as a history of normal people and of our country. As of publishing time, Biden was seen wandering around the event stage in an attempt to find the exit. Uh, 346 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder freaking Groundhog Day. Flounder's Funny's coming up. Pete's tweets, and uh, we got it all here on Let It Rip Friday. Hope you're having a great weekend. Start so far. Look out. Uh, I gotta go to work. I was going to say, horrible song. Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Uh, Stevie Wonder. No, it is. Yeah, isn't it? And Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder played keyboards and he did backing vocals on it. Okay, here we go. I I haven't read the whole story yet. I'm still stuck in my uh, Pucks and Tawny Phil thing with General Beauregard thing. Uh, in this day in 2002, the Phonographic Performance Limited launched a thing called PerformersMoney.com for artists to check if they were owed any of the $17 million around in unclaimed money. Michael Jackson was owed $170,000 for Say Say Say. Stevie Wonder had money owed for Ebony and Ivory. Ray Davies of the Kinks was owed a six-figure fee for You Really Got Me. And director Dominic McGonagall said, if anyone's seen Rick Astley, please let him know he's still earning money 
for his hit songs. <laughs> <laughs> so there you are. Did you ever get any residuals for any, you ever do? Well, you have your book stuff, don't you? Get residuals from your books? Yeah, I get a check from Amazon. Well, I get direct deposit. Being ah, a modern well, human, modern being. human now. Yes. Well, I'm now <laughs> I'm a modern every- human. I just signed up for it, first time ever. And now, just out of curiosity, I mean, is this like a couple of grand a month kind of deal, or is this uh, depends on everything? Different, I get. Or? I get something deposited. It, it depends on what's going on with it, though, around, you know, the holidays or after the holidays. It, every three months, I think they, yeah. they put something okay. in. Well, anyway, you're not going to tell me how much you make off your stupid books, are you? No. And my, at least I no. kept trying to get Mark Lemke whenever I talked to the Lemmer. I'd say, how much do you guys get for I, I'm I'm curious about this. If you played baseball for 10 years and you're, you're second baseman and you make good money, but you're not a superstar, but you're, you're a player. You're a player for 10 years and then you retire. Do you get money? Does the the Major League Baseball pays you money? There's a retirement fund, right? Okay. How much is it? Um, I mean, how how much does a player get? What's the is there any way to find out? I mean, I've asked fifty ball players and no one will say a thing. How much if a guy plays for seven or eight or nine years and he's an okay player and he hits uh, two fifty? No, ten years. I think you have to get ten years then. Okay, well after ten years, then then is it a million dollars a year? Is it a thousand dollars a month? I mean, is I mean, is it a lot? Is it nothing? Is it? I mean, does it vary? I mean, I don't. I I can't. I don't know. I'm. I'd love for someone to say how much he what it is. Just I'm curious. And I'm being nosy. I'm just, you know, God, we don't have. You know, well, in fact, my age, we used to have a thing called retirement, where you'd work for a company and then retired and then get a retirement fund. All right. I got the answer for you. Okay, okay. The full pension that players begin earning when hitting 10 years of service gives them an average of 7500 per month. If they wait to cash in until 62, it can top out at an annual rate around 200000 Okay, doke. So around seven or eighty grand early, and later on it's a couple hundred thousand. Well, that's okay. That's that's good. Uh, by the way, this uh, portion of the uh, Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder program at three fifty four is brought to you by our friends at Atlanta Sales. Oh no, I beg your pardon. It's brought to you by our friends our, our, at First Liberty Building and Loan. I almost made a mistake, Flounder. Don't put that down in the log, man. It'll get all ticked off. You know, don't, we don't have Kimmer mistakes allowed here because there. You know, this is like you know, this is the morning show people. We got to be up for our morning show people. First Liberty Building and Loan. If you need financing to grow your business, visit FirstLibertyGA.com. First Liberty Building and Loan. Uh, And on this day in uh, birthday time, Adam Ferreira, the comic, is 58 today. Uh, He's he's on Fox quite a bit, I think. And on this day in history, uh, 1848, the war with Mexico comes to an end. The Treaty of Guadalupe Hidalgo turned over portions of land to America that included Texas, New Mexico, Nevada, Utah, Arizona, California, parts of Wyoming, and Colorado. That's what I think I have to pronounce it now. Uh, Colorado, uh, and the U.S. gave Mexico $15 million. But we got basically half our country <laughs> at the end of the war with Mexico. <laughs> Jeez, I mean, that's good, good, good. Uh, 355, how's it going? 404 741-1230, A little later on, I watched The Farmer Needs a Wife, the uh, first episode last last night, and there's already one freak and one girl crying and, <laughs> and one chick left. <laughs> first episode, uh, which is fine. Actually, I, I'm proud of her because she stood up for herself and knew what she wanted to do. Uh, but there's also the first tears and a couple of meows, uh, cat fight type stuff. And anyway, uh, also a very surprise. Uh, Carl Withers died. 
Carl Weathers yeah. is 76 years old. He was, of course, this you know the Rocky star of the Apollo Creed and among, among so many other movies too. But that's where he's known mostly. So, so the question is, do they pull the commercial? Uh, good question. No, of course not. You can't pull it commercial. I mean, it would be more of a tribute, I think, to say, well, there he well, is again, kind of, wouldn't you think? If they haven't seen it, it's the Gronkowski. He's trying to kick that field goal again yeah. during the Super Bowl. Yeah. And Carl Weathers, isn't that Carl Weathers yeah, who I shows so. up to be his coach? Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously he's not going to be there when he does it in the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I mean, he could be there. And, and, well, now, well, they could do an AI probably. Now, but again, I mean, I, I think it would be probably disrespectful if they stopped showing it. But again, you're, I mean, it's going to be awkward since a man died. They could put his ashes in a bucket and Gronk could kick the kick bucket. The bucket or, that, oh, sorry. It's funny. Kicking the bucket, you see. Uh, by the way, the first thing I thought of was uh, that a man is 76. And as a baby boomer, <laughs> the first thing I thought of was I remember it wasn't that long ago when if someone had said to me as, as, a, as a boy, had said to me, oh, yeah, grandpa uh, passed away. He was 76. Oh, God, well, wow, long life. Well, <laughs> we, we actually have a template for how they can handle this during the Super Bowl. Did you watch Happy Gilmore? I remember Happy Gilmore. I remember uh, Bob uh, Barker slapping the crap out of him. Or saying, mm -hmm. I remember a little bit of that, yeah. Happy Gilmore. Uh, Carl Weathers dies in the movie, and he shows up at the end, you know, like a tel <laughs> Teletubby uh, with the sun and everything. They could have Carl Weathers on the big screen totally behind Gronk as he <laughs> <I totally> kicks. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. I, I, I don't even know if I saw the whole the end of the movie. I don't remember. I just remember bits and pieces for some, for some reason. <laughs> anyway, Carl Weathers, 76. And it's I, all I keep, in the hips. Uh, yeah. It's uh, all it's in, in the, the hips. Shooter McGavin. <laughs> Shooter. Damn <laughs> <laughs> it, people, this is golf. Yeah. Another rock concert. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, Carl Weathers, 76. And I think, God, now, first thing I hear, somebody died at 76. That's way too young. I mean, isn't that your first thought? Oh my God, what 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 happened? You, I must have had cancer, or you know, a guy by try. I mean, the I mean, isn't that amazing? At this stage now, in 2024, our culture is such, and and the length of living on this earth is such, and our medical Im improvements are such that a man dying at 76, you think, oh my God, he's only 76. Uh, you know that that's the uh, actually isn't 76. I think maybe it's 78 now. Is the average life expectancy? I think it's still in the 70s, like, like 76, 77. So we shouldn't be surprised, but I sure am. And the first thing I think is, man, you must have had cancer or something. You don't just die at 76 anymore. It's, uh, I got bad news for you. It's yeah. 73 and a half. Well, even worse. I mean, that's unbelievable. It's not bad news for me. It's bad news for you. <laughs> I'm already way gone. You're the ones coming up. <laughs> yeah, it's way worse news for Pete here. Davis than it is for the kid. <laughs> Sorry, pal. <laughs> it's over now, baby. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, blah, blah, blah. Um, oh, we got so much to go. Oh, but I, I, I'm going to tell you next about an interesting text I got from Flounder. I'm learning way more than I want to know about his uh, personal habits, but that's coming up next with the Carrot Pete and Flounder. Standing by, it's almost 4 o'clock already on your Friday. Look out.
Uh, what time is it? What time is it? Uh, I'm going to be late for work. Where are you going, Willie? <laughs> going on the road, eh? <laughs> I just sugar. can't wait to get on the road again. Willie Nelson on this day. My love is making music. 1993. I can't wait to get on the road again. 1993, this is the day Willie Nelson agreed to pay $9 million of the 16 plus million he owed the IRS. His accountant's Price Waterhouse had not been paying Nelson's taxes for years. And in addition to the unpaid taxes, his situation was worsened by weak investments he'd made during the early 1980s. Anyway, he paid up nine mil, and he owed him almost 17 mil, so that's not a bad deal there. Our birthday list includes a girl named Gemma Arderton. I don't know the name. Uh, she's 38 years old, but you may know her. Gemma Arderton is a British actress from Prince of Persia, Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, and Justin Timberlake's Runner Runner. She was the memorable Bond girl, death girl in Quantum of Solace, naked and dripping with oil. Yes, dark eyes, Arderton. beautiful, yeah. beautiful woman. Uh, uh, stunning and statuesque. And on this day in history, oh, i got to get my goggle-roonies on here. Actually, it was on, on the tomorrow's day in history, because it's Saturday and we won't be on the radio. Waylon Jennings was lucky enough to have given up his seat on the chartered plane and lived to become a legend of outlaw country music. Bandmate Tommy Alsop also avoided the flight on this day in 1959, having fortuitously lost a coin toss with Richie Valens. Dion DiMucci of Dion and the Belmonts fame simply decided the plane ticket on this flight was too expensive. There was only so much good fortune to go around that day. It ran out on rock and roll pioneers Buddy Holly, the big bopper Richardson, as well as Richie Valens when their plane crashed into an Iowa cornfield. On this day, 1959, the day the music died. Don McLean so memorably put it in his 1971 song. On this day, tomorrow, February 3rd, 59. Anyway, uh, 4.05 here with the camera. Uh, uh, imagine my surprise <clears throat> this morning when I'm uh, working on the show and putting stuff together, and all of a sudden I get a text from Flounder, and it says, quote, peed and pooped around 10.45. I believe the text oh, said he God. peed and pooped <laughs> around. Yowie! Hey, Yowie! You know, T uh, T F I uh, too, uh, too M I T M. What is it? Too uh, too much T M I. But that, that was actually for Winston. Uh, that was for Veronica's dog. So. <laughs> Winston. And I wrote back and I said, "Wow, good to know." And he said, "Oops, wrong wrong text address." <laughs> he was, wasn't sending it to me at all. <laughs> Which certainly make, made sure. perfect sense. <laughs> oh, mercy. Anyway, um, uh, we got a bunch of things coming up. We got some little showbiz stuff coming up. We'll talk about Taylor here in a second. And also prop bets already for the Super Bowl involving Taylor Swift. You knew that was going to happen. I'll bet there will be a, a hundred of them or a thousand of them by the time it rolls around. And what, Actually, what is it? The four, what's the day of the Super Bowl? Is it a week from Sunday? Next it's a week from Sunday. Week from Sunday. Okay. So between now and then, uh, let's co collect a list of all the prop bets we can get and see. Oh. And maybe and let's do some and then see uh, what happens on Monday, too. Uh, I have some coming up in sports. 
Oh, excellent, excellent. Uh, 407 with the Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Uh, is that a phone call? Is that an actual call? We're working on yes, it? Yes, we got Rick the Painter who wants to uh, chat with you on Letter Rip Friday. Excellent. Rick the Painter. Oh, he Rick. just hung up, actually. Oh, my God. Actually, well, no, he's here. He's back. Oh, hey, ho. He's just <laughs> on with the Kimber, Pete, and Flounder, and he's on. Rick, how you doing, my friend? What's going hey, on? Hey, Kimber. Hey, man. I know, uh, I, you know, I'm first-time caller, so I'm trying to get this together here, you know. Um <laughs> Yeah. Hey, uh, you were talking earlier about who was it that came up with uh, deciding that sunlight yeah. would be the opposite, you know? Yeah. I'll tell you who came up with that. It's the same guy that came up with when you take changing the time, and you fall back. That's the same guy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know? yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. But let me, I got one something else. Hold on, Kimmer. All right. I went ahead and adopt, uh, adopted two dogs. Um, you know, I know dogs are, you know, to help them out. Excellent. Yeah. And I, I named one of them Rolex and one Timex. They're my watch dogs. They're watch dogs, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, oh, hey, oh, 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 Kimmer, Kimmer, yeah. wait a minute, Kimmer. Yeah, oh, he's not done, ladies and gentlemen. Hold on, hold on. I got to calm down first. My cheeks are already cracking from the, the stress Kimmer, of the laughter. But my, my cousin, my cousin, yeah. he cannot keep a job. No, I mean he's he's forty something years old. He could yeah. never keep a job. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he finally got a job at the circus. He decided to go. The, the circus. Wow, that, that's circus. great. And uh, so they they hired him. Yeah. As the human cannonball until they fired him. Until they fired him. They fired him late. I'm right. Of the, fired him out of the cannon, probably. They fired him. And wow. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. That, that really braids. I was going to do Flounder's Funnies, but why bother now? I mean, yeah, we're all why? set for a good half hour anyway. <laughs> Thank you, Rick. Rick the painter. Uh, for a week. I don't know what he's painting, but he's painting something. Uh, anyway, it's like, I I've got to stop saying, ah, I, I know I hear when I get up in the morning, I should get up around five 30 or get uh. out of bed and I turn on the radio and I listen to the last part of our show, which is on before the morning show starts at six. And I hate listen. I, I hate listening to myself. I just, I want to see what's on the news or whatever. Uh, anyway. And I've, I've been saying, ah, a lot and I, it's a bad habit and I don't know why I do it other than I'm not good. <laughs> That's all I can think of. Uh, 409, Kim Pete and Flounder. By the way, the United States has begun Middle Eastern airstrikes. We don't know much. The story is breaking. All it says is it's begun. Targets from multiple platforms. I don't know what that means. I guess boats and land. Uh, the strikes in response to the deaths of three of service members. Oh, you are going to do something. I'll be damned. Well, that's not. Nice. No, no, no. There's nobody there. Yeah, they gave no. them a week's warning. They've all yeah. left. Yeah, well, they. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, who didn't know that, by the way? <laughs> evacuate all the it's, yeah. it's all yeah. it, it's a play it's yeah. a movie it's a, it's like something out of wag the dog it yeah. seriously is yeah. it's, it's like a huge staged movie at this point yeah yeah it's the uh, appropriate response and they uh, know it's coming and so you do that and we'll do this but again we lost we lost three georgia soldiers <laughs> and and so i i wonder how many people are going to be dead over there uh, i it ought to be the rule ought to be if you kill one of us we'll take ten thousand of yours so you know just something like that Seriously, God. Do what the Mongols did. <laughs> you take one of theirs, they take your your town. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I like it. There's a there's a mound of skulls outside <laughs> to show the next yeah. town yeah. not to mess with. Yeah, the they're Mongols. not, not going to do it after all. Well, it used to be, you know, that that's the way it used to be when people had respect and fear. And now you think, hell, it's like those guys in New York, the illegal immigrants beat their, kick the cop in the face and then flip the bird, double bird, and then just get on a bus and go to California. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Did you did you see the panel on CNN? They were trying to figure out well how come how come in, in New York City the migrants uh, gangs stay, but in Florida the migrant gangs leave. And one of the people says because they go to jail in Florida. <laughs>
<laughs> I mean, it's, there's more. I mean, it's, there's something on this again. I mean, it's all over the news and stuff. The the lawyer for for Daniel Penny, the Marine who saved the platform people from that scumbag that they accidentally killed, uh, trying to hold him back, and the lawyer for the Penny, you know, he went to jail, charged with murder. And there was no bond. I mean, it, it's, it's unbelievable. These guys kicked a cop in the face and got away with it. They didn't even go to jail. They got booked and then released. Kick a cop in the face? I, I mean, honestly, I, I can't. And again, I'll say it. I, I, I know this is wrong. I'm not a role model here if you're driving your kids in the car, but this is the way I believe, and I really think it's true. If you kick a cop in the face, he has to beat the crap out of you. You can't possibly show up for your mugshot with your eyes open. You know, you got to have no Your eyes are closed. And your nose is in the wrong place. And, you know, and you're not, you can't smile. You know, I mean, come on. Honestly, you can you take him to the choir practice out in the in the you know the park. I'm seriously, you I, I can't believe it. And then the judge lets him go. Yeah, take him to the onion field. Yeah, that's right, choir practice. That's what they called it. Steve, uh, Steve, uh, but not Bacho. Was it Steve Bacho? No, who was the guy? The former cop. Now if you no, if you had Wamskus, Wamskus, oh, Wambach, Wam, Joseph Wambach, Wambach, yeah, Joseph Wambach, Joseph something, yeah, Wambach. Yeah, anyway. No, that's not his name. Yeah, it is. It is Wam- I'm sure of it's Wamba. W A U B A U G H, I think. Wamba. I'll bet you. Something like right, very close say. to that. <laughs> uh, 412. <laughs> I blew that whole segment. Uh, uh, by the way, um, I'm getting a big kick out of the, the latest news. Every day there's something on uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And I'm very happy about that because I like talking about their love affair. And I told you I was right. In fact, you're going to make fun of me again, but here we go. Now there is a body language expert. A girl, Bianca Cabo, says they are the real deal. This is a couple who really love and care about each other, enjoying each other's company. It's their body language. And here, as I've been saying to you, Kelsey held Taylor Swift's hand and walked ahead of her. Uh, noted you can see his confidence. I like how he has her hand behind. He's holding hers. His hand is behind his back. And that what shows it's very protective. He's still maintaining a physical and emotional connection with her, but he's slightly putting her behind him. He's a very chivalrous man. And a lot of the photos I've seen of the two of them, he is very protective of Taylor. And that would make any woman feel just great to be with a man who's like, wow, you're one of the most precious things to me. I'm going to show you how precious you are. If anything, a lot of paparazzi people around him, it's a way to make sure that anyone gets too close. He would face that person first and not Taylor. You know, he's exuding happiness with his facial expression, how he holds her hand, bringing her hand more to his midsection, how his bottom hand is cupping her hand within his. It's more of a protective, I got you type of handhold. It's very sweet. I told you. He got that from Joseph Wambaugh. Wambaugh, that's what I said. W-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-U-B-A-
as opposed to this song. <laughs> Talk about headbanging, holy criminy. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy. They really hit it with the harmonizing, don't boy, they? It's wonderful. The chords alone are just, just the... <laughs> Sid Vicious, 1979, this day. The Sex Pistols bass player Sid Vicious died of a heroin overdose in New York City. There had been a party to celebrate his release on $50,000 bail after his uh, being charged with murder and his former girlfriend, Nancy Spungen. Uh, the previous October, he got out on bail, 50 grand. Party guests said that Sid Vicious had taken heroin at midnight. An autopsy confirmed that Vicious died from an accumulation of fluid in the lungs it was consistent with heroin overdose. A syringe, spoon, and heroin residue were discovered near the body. Sid Vicious, 1979, ball game. Uh, let's see, birthday. I said, I said, ah, again. I said, ah, birthday. I've got to stop saying that ah business. I, it's a mental thing, and I, I never well, used to do it. I don't know why I'm doing it now. I'm gonna st- I hate it. I'm going to stop it. What? You've replaced uh, unbelievable with awe. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I used to do another one, too. Uh, 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 outrageous or awesome or there was something. Another word I used to do. Uh, outrageous. Well, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, by the way, speaking of groundhogs, uh, groundhogs have something in common with cat callers. Cat callers aren't the only ones that attempt to attract the attention of a potential mate by whistling. Groundhogs whistle. They're sometimes known as whistle pigs. Anyway, Groundhog, yeah. Groundhog Day. There's a, there's a whole whiskey line, Whistle Pig Whiskey. Oh, that's yeah. right. I remember. I think you've told me about that before. And our birthday list, without me saying ah this time, is Dwayne Chapman. Dwayne Chapman is Dog the Bounty Hunter, 71 years old today. And in history on this day, I almost said ah in a history this day. If I could only find him. 1964, the Barbie doll was such a hit that Hasbro came out with G.I. Joe, an action figure for boys. G.I. stood for Government (laughs) Joe, and there were Government Issue Joe, and there were uh, four original figures, one for each branch of service. And uh, I never, of course, I was way too old. I was always graduated from the prep school already. What? I'd take my sister's Barbie doll, and Barbie had a great car, big old plastic car yeah. that would fit G.I. Joe and her in there. Oh, boy. And I'd send it down the hill to see what contortions they would end up when they hit something <laughs> and how far they would fling their bodies and everything. <laughs> As it should be. Uh, 421. By the way, speaking of woodchucks, uh, or uh, groundhogs, is, uh, groundhog is also a woodchuck, I put a, a, a picture on Facebook. I, I, for some reason, YouTube would not let me put a picture. I can't post a picture on YouTube. I can only post videos on YouTube. I don't know why. In fact, well, when I go to my YouTube, when I hit YouTube to hit a picture, I go to the, my well, library, YouTube's... and there's no picture. It's only videos okay. in the picture library Yeah, they're only video. Rumble only it's does videos. Video. Yeah. 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 Anyway, so I was, but I've, I took a picture. I have a picture that I've had for, well, since 1963 or 64. Uh, in my little stuff, and I put a picture, put that picture on Facebook just a little while ago, and it's a picture of me in my prep school glasses and my uh, you know <laughs> rayons, uh, Raylon shirt or whatever, and two uh, uh, very pretty girls, and the one on the left is named Brenda, the one on the right was named Cheka, and Brenda happened to be 
a woman who had a farm nearby in Farmington, New York. Or no, it wasn't Farmington, New York. She went to she went to Miss Porter School in Farmington School, they called it. That's a prep school Jackie Kennedy went to. Very, very she-she prep school, Miss Porter's. And I knew her from my prep school days with all her friends. And she had a, her, she lived in uh, in, in a eastern or western uh, eastern New York State, not far from the line of Massachusetts. And they had a farm. And I used to go with my buddies and I used to get our rifles and they used to go over and shoot her woodchucks in her farmland because they would break the horse's legs and stuff like that. So Why? What? Well, because, Why do you so, tell this story? It's so cruel. No, it's not cruel. They would break the horse's leg, so we shoot the woodchucks and, and cover up the holes. We were doing them a favor. And anyway, and this girl, Brenda, by the way, uh, she her mother uh, was the editor or publisher or something of Glamour magazine. And there's a picture somewhere of her and her boyfriend and me and a couple of my good buddies in uh, having a party. And it's in Glamour magazine from like 1964. Uh, and she I, I met her at a party she would showed up as the date of one of my prep school buddies. And uh, she walked in the room. At the, it was a, a, a cotillion at our country club. And he walked in with this girl as his a date that we had never seen before, just met her. She was the most beautiful girl I've ever seen. Oh, God, she was okay. gorgeous. What? I started watching that Truman Capote thing last oh, night. Oh, yeah. And that's very similar to what he described that uh, William Paley's wife, he was the most beautiful woman and everybody surrounded her, and it's it's a very bizarre show, by the way. Uh, now I heard uh, somebody uh, the, the Capote versus the Swans, I think it's called. I've, I, yeah. I haven't. In fact, there were back to back episodes. Did you get both of them? Yeah, yeah. I haven't I, seen. I watched I haven't, the first one. Yeah, I watched about the first five minutes of it, but I had trouble hearing it for some reason. My my ear rockets for some reason. Maybe it was the accent. No, because he talks like this, and it's a little hard to catch sometimes his skin. What do you see? So I mean, I may have been that. So I've got. I'll watch it this weekend when I can actually sit and concentrate and, and not be distracted. Working for work or something, uh, but now how did you like it? Was it? Uh, they said it was good acting. Somebody said it was really great acting in that. I tell you what. Well, Naomi Watts, whom we both love, I love from her. Eastern I love Promises, her. Yeah. And it, yeah. she is so beautiful. Just a watch. She's her. a she handsome. Yeah, she's cool. a handsome woman. She's not, she's not what you call you know like a run or not like a you know a Barbie doll sexy kind of beauty, but she's a handsome woman. She's a very good looking woman. A great actress too, I think. Yeah, I'm telling you, there are two very disturbing scenes in the first show that will cause you pause. Oh, I'm going to tell you really. This right oh my! Now. Well, I'm a, I'll watch them tonight. Yeah, <laughs> one, one involving one involving Happy Rockefeller. Oh, really? Okay. Happy was Nelson's wife before he fell asleep or died on top of another girl <laughs> at his desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, four twenty-five with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. We get just goofing around and have a little fun. Four zero four seven five. I said, oh, again. I'm sorry. I'll try to stop. Four zero four seven four one twelve thirty seven four one one two three zero. If you just joined us, Carl Weathers passed away at seventy-six. Kind of bizarre. Uh, show business things in the news. Darius Rucker is getting blasted by his ex-girlfriend. Darius Rucker uh, broke to the news yesterday that the Wagon Wheel, another singer, was arrested in Tennessee on drug charges. And his former girlfriend, comedian Kate Quigley, seemed uh, reacting with a couple of less than empathetic tweets. When Darius Rucker got charged with a drug offense in Tennessee, she reacted in social media by saying, Yes, I've heard. All I can say is karma. Less than an hour later, she, the, her ex the ex-girlfriend, shared another thought, this time accompanied by a bikini selfie that featured her winking and sticking her tongue out. Uh, and the picture was, Mood when you hear your D-bag ex got arrested. Karma. 
The former couple dated less than a year in 2020 after the Hootie and the Blowfish frontman and his estranged wife, Beth, announced they were splitting up after 20 years of marriage. It's not the first time that the girl Quigley, his ex-girlfriend, publicly slammed him. She went to X or Twitter when he told reporters that she was doing great after there was an accidental group overdose that killed three of her friends. And uh, she said, well, she's doing great. And she said, hey, Darius, could you please refrain from making public comments about my health or well-being since you haven't called me once to see how I'm doing and have no clue? Thanks, (laughs) boo-boo. They were not dating at the time of her overdose. She said, that stung, I won't lie. When I saw the TMZ report, I thought, great, he's probably writing a song about me called Let Her Die. (laughs) Rucker's 57. He was charged yesterday with two counts of simple possession and exchange of a controlled substance and one count of violation of the state's vehicle registration law. He's out on bond and he's cooperating with the anyway, hey, That's kind of the, the problem. New York. That's the problem with today's younger generation is something happens, they feel they have to go on social media and just tell everybody. Uh, what have I been saying? The cell phone is like, like yesterday's cigarettes, and it links everybody. And it, it's why a 14-year-old girl in Idaho has the—she she figures she has the responsibility to get on her cell phone and tell everybody else how bad America is because a white cop choked off a black guy. You know, it's not—it's it's not a thing. But everybody now is involved in it. You, they feel forced to respond to things that are none of their stinking business. That, and they just—they want a reaction. Yeah. I mean, they feel, but they yeah. feel forced. It's like, oh, my God, I've got to respond to this. And no, they want, they want attention. It's yeah. narcissism. That's right. They want attention from doing it. And by the way, the New York Post is calling him Darius, what's his, what his name? Darius, Darius Rucker. What's his, Darius Ruckus is what they're Rucka. calling him. <laughs> <laughs> well, that kind of figures. And, and I, I think I need to point out, <laughs> since you found out you can't post uh, photos on YouTube, yeah. only videos, yeah. that you also cannot get television reception on your radio. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I might have been confused. I was misinformed. Welcome was misinformed. to 2024. <laughs> hey, I was dragged. I was dragged into direct deposit today by the Veterans Administration lady. And, and, oh, by the way, and, 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 oh, wait a minute. Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. What? Do you mean to tell me that you to- told that poor lady who does all our stuff there at Dickie Broadcasting that yeah. she would have to send you a check? No, they do it, but I didn't have anything to do with it. They did, did it on their own. I don't know how they did it, but I don't get a check. I get a thing saying we. This is in your bank. But I don't know how they did it because I didn't quite. I didn't do it. Direct deposit. Yeah, I didn't do it. <laughs> Some <laughs> poor girl. I mean, she's as sweet a little. Th- I mean, she's as sweet as she could be. And I bet she said, "Well, I'll just, I'll just go ahead and do that." You know. <laughs> don't bother. Him. No, they don't. Don't talk to the, the idiots camera. trying to put pictures. Yeah, on they YouTube don't. When I walk in, they all kind of turn or they go the other way into the one. There he is. There he is. Look away. Look away. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming in. <laughs> don't, don't, look, don't look him in Unclean. the eye. <laughs> don't look him in the eye. Unclean. <laughs> <laughs> I can't oh. imagine what they thought today because every day you come in with either like a marine coat or a I black know. jacket I've and you had that. Orange, my orange uh, fancy butter leather. you got to feel this jacket. I'm telling you, you've never felt anything like this. <laughs> and the, in the interior, the beautiful like a Aztec painting on silk. You should wear that the next time you go to Swinging Dicks. <laughs> I believe that's Swinging Richards. <laughs> uh, fl- either flounder. way is fine. Flounder, how many... <laughs> How many hours?
Do you think he sat there on his couch last night trying to put pics on you? <laughs> Does it work? Thank you. It's uh, coming up on 4.30. We got a lot more, too, including Flounder's Funnies, I swear, coming up with a Kibber Feed Flounder on 106.3. It's Friday. Look out. <laughs> <laughs> A little Genesis for you. 4.33, Kevin Pete and Flounder. Very echoey. Uh, all, all their stuff is very echoey. For some reason, like in a, like in a recording echo basement thing. But I like Phil Collins. I like Genesis. On this day, 1976... Genesis released A Trick of the Tail. Wait a minute, is that right? Is that what that says? I got the ink plot here. Uh, a Trick of the Tail, their seventh album, first to feature drummer Phil Collins as full-time lead vocalist after the departure of original vocalist Peter Gabriel. They aud Genesis auditioned more than 400 singers, which saw Phil Collins teaching the potential lead singers the songs and they said, well, since you're teaching him, you should be the guy. <laughs> they made him the guy. I mean, can imagine. I want to yeah. <laughs> personally take a moment here to thank Flounder for, for playing my uh, ex-wife's favorite album. Thank oh, well, now there you are. It's uh, ex-wives. Yeah, they kind of they kind of come popping back once in a while, don't they? You know, they, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're kind of forever, aren't they? Yeah, they're just kind of. <laughs> Yes, kind of. <laughs> I'm not letting it go. <laughs> if I caught the guy, I'd still kill him. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, 4.35. No, I, I don't even know what I'm saying. Um, our history list, what have I got here? Oh, here we go. A, a musical thing. 149. I'm what? <laughs> 1949. <laughs> it changed the record industry forever. The release of the first 45 RPM vinyl record. You no longer had to buy the whole album just for your favorite song. They were singles, 45 single records, even a little cylinder to put them on and stuff. And they had uh, one song, Cassettes, in the 80s as well. You, I don't know if you remember that. Actually, Cassettes, uh, only one didn't song. Last, didn't last long, no. Didn't last stupid. long. Now, I'm sure you may not remember your first single. I remember mine, but Flounder, did you, did you ever buy a single? A 45 record, just one record? He's doing something else. I don't think he's not. I don't think he's listening. Oh my God! Is, is oh my God! Is he sta he's staring at something? Hey, Flounder. Yes. Are you in there? Are you okay? Yeah. No, I was double checking the. Uh, it's snowing, bitch. Oh, because <laughs> that's coming up. Uh, 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 Pete had a question for you. Have Shoot you away. have you ever ever actually bought a single record, a forty-five? Yes. You have. Yes. Uh, do you remember what it was? What was it? Your first um, one. It was Van Morrison. Really, brown eyed girl? Or it was, a, it, was a, it was a Christmas gift, Probably. and then I went back and got another one. Oh, uh, cool. so there's a there's a record shop in Little Five Points called Criminal Records, and it's got a pretty nice yeah. selection. Excellent. They still they still doing the uh, vinyls making a comeback. Yep. I mean, they and are. they also like a lot of those places you can go and get used vinyl as well, which is a lot cheaper. And I've, aren't there places now still selling the old record players and the, and the needles and everything that you? Oh, can, they're I, new. Yeah. Oh, my God, they're, they're new records. You buy yeah. them from Scotland, they're like $1,000. It's wow. amazing. The thing is, is I mean, I, it's kind of neat, but at the same time, with today's technology, you can listen to all that on your damn phone. Yeah, I know. And, it, yeah. and to me, it sounds just as good on the phone. 
Yeah, but I'll tell no, if no. well if you <laughs> no that's not see well that's his that's his founder. No. He's a, he's a different generation. You know, he's he's very happy. Everything's on his phone. It's, it's a great they, phone and quality. I remember when CD showed up in 84, I was working at the record store in San Diego, and they were trying to tell us, that yeah, it's just, just the same, just the same. And this old man was doing the classical section. He's yeah. looking at us, shaking his head, yeah, going, no, it does so. not sound the same. I remember, you've ever walked into a house, Founder, I'll bet you never have because they're long gone, but I remember walking into a house one time where the stereo system was unbelievable. I mean, there were speakers and built-in things and turntables, and it was all automatic. You flick a switch, and it would slowly go up and over to the re- I mean, it's just, uh, you know, just really showing off the... Uh, well, hell, in and, and, and movies, you know, back when they had records in hi-fi stores, stereo stores and stuff, you know? It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable. And uh, Hi-fi buys. Yeah. Remember that? Oh. Hi-fi buys. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, it is ground... Media play. Media play, yeah. <laughs> Uh, Groundhog Day today, and groundhogs are not particularly good meteorologists. They say Punxsutawney Phil, uh, oh, you, he's right every time, 100% of the time. Well, no, it's a lie. Phil has delivered a correct forecast about 39% of the time. He started doing this in 1887. That uh, percentage is about 2% higher than the national average of people guessing at 37 the current most accurate groundhog prognosticator lives in Yellowknife, California, and his accuracy rate on whether it's going to continue with winter or not is 50%. And again, it doesn't make any sense anyway. Of course, it's all silly. Nothing predicts anything by a shadow. And if it's sunny out and you see a shadow, then why would you think it's going to be bad again? I mean, it, the whole thing is preposterous to me. Uh, by the way, this hour, for, it's 439, the uh, 4 o'clock hours, brought to you by our buddies and my personal friends at Atlanta Safehouse. AtlantaSafehouse.com. Check them out. You need a safe. You may not know it. Put your Social Security card in there. Learn more. AtlantaSafehouse.com. And tell them the Kiver sent you. These are good. Jeff Mark, these are good folks. Uh, 439 Four one twelve thirty. Okay, here's a lady in Arkansas, Danita Jomama. By the way, I'm not making that up. I swear to God, I don't even want to. I don't even want to say it. Danita Jomama. I'm not. I'm sorry. And her daughter Pepsodent. No, I'm. I'm just teasing. Danita Jomama has a grievance. Uh, she joined a popular ambulance company, left her job because she had a better job at this ambulance company, better pay, better benefits, support herself and her child. On the day she was going to start with the unnamed employer, her uh, part of Arkansas got pelted with three inches of snow. She, the state wasn't prepared. Nobody had plowed out. The roads were all snowy. She says, hell, Walmart closes, and Walmart doesn't even close, she said, but uh, she said the state's not doing squat, so she was determined to start her new job first day. She had never driven in the snow before. She says, before every job, before I've had before. I've always uh, uh, been when it was was not snowing or off when it wasn't snowing, uh, and it was a long way to get to work. And there was a problem. She got there late, and I'm not sure where we start with her story, but she's going to talk to you now on TikTok about what happened to her and how she feels about it. So she calls this other woman in her office, and she's like, "I don't think we can. You know, it's it's already an hour she was, in. She was a week, an we hour can't late. Go back and go over what we just went over, and we gave out uniforms and stuff already. So I just don't think we can go any further. And they walked me out. And I'm just like, are you serious? Like, it's snowing, bitch. Like, two, inch, two to three inches of snow on. 
Going, <laughs> <laughs> bitch. Like she said, uh, she's uh, commuting from a long way away, which wouldn't have been an issue if it weren't for the snowy roads. And she tried to make it on time. She, I'm like, that's fine and dandy, but baby, I'm not used to driving in snow. I got her as quick as I could. I risked my doggone life getting here for this job. And the boss called her in for latest, and he heard the less. And also, she mm-hmm. seemed, uh, she claimed the boss called her a liar for not calling to let them know she was going to be late. And after she told the employer, she wasn't provided a phone number in their email to call. And the boss said, everybody's got their phone number on it. You know, and she was informed the company can't go any further with her as an employee. And and then they walked her out. Now, she's saying, you know, it was snowing, bitch. She did get some reaction. Some of the users uh, called her out, though, on uh, responders saying, Mm -hmm. you should have left earlier. No one was going to be snowy. Yep. And if you'd never driven in the snow and the roads were a nightmare, you know, then leave early. But she says, I didn't expect to be talked to like a blanking child, especially called a liar and her rude-ass attitude. Then she said, by the way, I just got another, uh, at the end of the day, I have another job and I'm not even tripping. <laughs> so she apparently went back to okay. her old job she was hoping for anyway. She's entitled. First of all, everybody else made it but her. It yeah. was her first day. So you get, you get yeah. up three hours early if you have to, especially yeah. if it's snowing. Everybody else yeah. got there but her. Yeah. And I, I'm sorry, it's an ambulance. It's not going to the grocery store. It's not digging ditches. It's an ambulance service. Yeah. And she decided she'd show up an hour late. Yeah. Please. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I, I can understand her attitude, but still I can't understand how you could be late on your first day of work. Knowing this conditions right. in Arkansas in the snow. So, yeah, obviously. Uh, 442 with the Kim Repeat and Flounder. And here's, oh, well, here we go. Gen Z employee ignites a furious debate telling their new boss that they, I said, why did it say they? It's a girl, I think, here. This girl uh, wouldn't be They probably to, go by they, them. They, they, them, <laughs> probably. But I mean, they're even writing it now. Here's what the headline says. Gen Z employee, singular, ignites a furious debate after telling their new boss they couldn't attend an 8 a.m. meeting because they had a workout class. <laughs> a workout a class? A workout class. They had, they had a workout class. Why would they say they? Anyway, these two girls on a podcast, or a girl and a guy on a podcast, shared the story of this Gen Z person, refused to go to the 8 a.m. meeting because it conflicted with her workout class, although they're calling her there, I'll say her. One Gen Z TikTok creator added fuel to the fire, putting himself in the shoes, saying uh, if his denial to attend the meeting sounds at a work hour, should be something he was reprimanded for. The listener asked whether it should be allowed for their Gen Z new hire to refuse to show up at an early morning meeting because they had a workout class, then chimed in with a reaction. You start just started this job. I don't give a flying blank about your workout class. After an 8 a.m. workout class is too late. Work out at six or seven. Uh, and the response for the employee made him angry. Said my visceral reaction is, "Are you blanking kidding me? And my hands shaking. It's not from the caffeine. Personal time shouldn't interfere with work." Uh, to monopolize your calendar for things that I would consider personal time, that's going to be a no for me, big dog. Uh, you're going to have to give up some things. You're not really allowed to do that when you're first starting your career. I'm sorry. Their, their responses angered many of the other people on TikTok. 
in a viral video so far amassed 32 million views. Uh, one guy says, my workday <laughs> begins at, at 9 a.m., and I'm only given a day's notice before questioning if an employer would reimburse me for my class or pay for me. Oh, it is a guy for an extra hour. He says, okay, let's say I skip the gym. Two things. What can I expect you to reimburse me for my class? I missed it. I paid for And are you going to be paying me from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Or at the very least, you're going to leave me, let me leave at 4? And, girl, if your answer to both of those is no, then there's no discussion needed. So in other words, just saying, if you make me come in for a meeting at 8 o'clock, you've got to pay me for it. Unbelievable. And one person said, yeah, don't normalize working outside work hours. Once you give in, there'll be a second and a third time. They'll never let you do You'll be working all the time. It happened to me. They did that to me at WSB when they, my, my, I was worked, worked a five-day week, and then there was something in the contract that said if there's an emergency, they might call on you to da-da-da. Well, they suddenly decided every Saturday was an emergency. So they started having me and other guys coming in working Saturdays for free. For free, no extra money, even a sixth day in the contract. And so we just started calling in sick on Monday. <laughs> anyway, uh, some of the other reaction, uh, someone said, you're 100% right on this. The reaction was perfect. It blows my mind. People can't grasp. I'm not being paid. I'm not going to work up. Another one, definitely a generational issue, but not younger versus older. Jobs need to get over this idea that they are their own they own their employees. Oh my God, these Gen Zers! Another, the lesson I learned the hard way: jobs want you to die for them, but they'll give you nothing in return for my job. Is not my priority in my life. <laughs> Here you are. Well, okay, uh, I got a story coming up in sports. How a major league team has screwed a player, and it's kind of like this. Well, that's coming up. Uh, holy crap in sports to Pete 546 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder right here. <laughs> Sixty-seven was the day, the year rather, this day, Jimi Hendrix Experience. They were at the Blue Pad Club in Darlington, England, as part of the Imperial Hotel Complex on Grange Road. The show was advertised as Don't Miss the Man, who is Dylan Clapton and James Brown all in one. After the show, as the roadies were loading up a van, one of Hendrix's Fender guitars was stolen. Jimi Hendrix experience, experience 1967 on this day. Uh, the birthday list includes Graham Nash from Crosby, Stills, Nash, and sometimes Young. He's 82. Graham Nash is the one who wrote the incredible underrated hit Marrakesh Express, it says here. There you are. And on the uh, history, oh, uh, the, uh, oh, uh, history list, I almost lost it. Let's do this one. In 1925, Sears Roebuck. Opens its first store in the Merchandise Mart in Chicago. It was an extension of the catalog business. The company started in the 1890s. Sears Roebuck Catalog. And boy, boy, everybody got that. Pete, you have probably got that as a kid, I'm guessing, right? Sears Roebuck the Catalog? Sears Roebuck? Yeah. Maybe oh, not. Oh, yeah. Did you? A flounder. I bet you never even seen one, huh? Macy's Catalog? Sears and Roebuck. Um, 
<laughs> I'll guarantee you've never seen a Sears Roebuck catalog. Poor mailman. Those things weighed about 15 pounds. <laughs> and, oh my God. And those poor bastards. Had, you could, and I'm really just laughing about it because, you know, I mean, they were, they were, this was days back and they were all walking. They didn't have, you know, they weren't, they weren't driving their cars the whole route. They were walking mailman back then. <laughs> You know what I got the other day for the first time in 30 years? What's that? I got a phone directory. A phone directory. Wow. That is unusual. Yeah. I got one a few years ago of businesses, uh, like a local, they put together your local helpers or something, <laughs> but not a phone director. I haven't seen a phone book in I don't know what? how long. <laughs> And as a joke, I looked up my name, and I was there. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't know I was in this thing. Yowie. That's, that's, uh, it, was it your cell phone? You, you, do you have it? No, it's, uh, there, I actually have a landline, but it's on the cable type. It's a phone line, landline uh, type thing, which I never use. I didn't even know the, num uh, know the number, to well, tell you the truth. Well, uh, 452 with a Kim Pete and Flounder uh, here on 106.3. And, uh, by the way, Groundhog Day was almost, uh, almost Badger Day, uh, originally involved from a celebration of literal and religious light. Candlemas, they used to call it, was a long day where people used animals to speculate about the weather. Medieval cults held parties by bears' dens while they waited for the grizzlies to wake up from hibernation and check the weather. English and German Catholics did something similar with badgers. But when Germans settled in Pennsylvania, they found badgers hard, badgers hard to come by, and the switch was made to the groundhog, which is a woodchuck. Oh, God, whoa, what did I forget, Flounder? What do you got there for us, sir? No, uh, you're looking at a very proud Canadian who's very proud of the education system in Canada, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the goodest of all 17 countries. <laughs> no, I was horrible in school. I failed math so many times I can't even count. <laughs> I was good at history. No. <laughs> no, I wasn't. So long ago. I preferred French over chemistry because the chemistry teacher and I just didn't have any... Um, <laughs> Didn't have any before. <laughs> Sadly, as a Canadian, I don't speak French. Such is life. <laughs> when I was a kid, my fairy godmother asked me if I wanted a long penis or a long memory. I, I forget my response. <laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> that is Stuart Francis. <laughs> Very funny. Uh, well, that's like the the old joke about the guy who shows up at a bar and uh, he's having a drink, and out of his pocket pops this little twelve inch man, and uh, he, he brings out a little teeny piano, and this little man starts playing a piano on the bar, and there's a guy next door says, "What the hell is all?" This? <laughs> That's what I thought. 454 with Pete Davis, because we got tweets and we got Pete. Oh, I don't think he knew he had Pete's and tweets. <laughs> We're going to find them now, though, real fast. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> okay. Good work, Flounder. <laughs> yeah. Keep me on my toes. There you All go, right. mister. Actor, actor Michael Caine has a reputation for taking movie roles just because he's never been to the place the film will be made. And he's uh, caught a lot it. of criticism great for that. Great attitude. Which kind of explains jaw. Yeah, yeah. 
explains Jaws 4. <laughs> so uh, Kane was asked why he did that movie since it stank so bad, and his reply is, quote, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the house that bought my mother, and it's marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a great guy, you know? I mean, he really does seem he like does. a character, like a cad and kind of a funny... I bet he's a, uh, a good time to hang around with. <laughs> And he's on Twitter now, too. And he's in, like in his 90s, and he's suddenly really? on Twitter. So it's pretty Holy funny. Holy smokes. Yeah. Uh, President Lyndon Baines Johnson was rather finicky about room temperature on Air Force One. Had the Hapton Landing Flight crew about it. So they installed a fake temperature control in the conference room. LBJ was so pleased he could change the temps himself. He never noticed it had zero effect on the room temperature. <laughs> I'm not making this up. In my office uh, at our former radio station here in Atlanta, before we got blown out of there, they had a thermostat on the wall. And, and it was a big office, and so there were a lot of girls. And if you have girls in an office, they always want it too hot, and they're complaining that it's too cold, put on sweaters and all this kind of stuff. So it was absolutely horrible. And I kept adjusting the ther I had a thermostat on the wall in my office at the radio station. And I would adjust it, and finally, I think someone said, well, you know, I don't think those even things even work. So I said, well, well let's find out. And I took it off, the, I, I pried it off the wall, and there was nothing behind it. It was just the plastic shell of the, <laughs> of the cover. There was nothing there. It was, it was just glued to the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Which is pretty funny. Uh, 456. Megan Kelly tells a story about her little girl who went to a, 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 a performance of Romeo and Juliet on Broadway. And she talked about how her 12-year-old daughter was invited with friends to go see the remake of Romeo and Juliet called And Juliet. And she was shocked when her daughter came home to say, uh, boy, uh, it was kind of funny, Mom. She says, well, what do you mean? She said, well, uh, there was a lot of trans stuff in it and like trans love and trans kissing. And Megan Kelly said, excuse me, uh, I've been a while since I've read Romeo and Juliet, but there's not a lot of that in there. And if, even if Romeo were going to die, I don't think Juliet would go trans. So she says, I did a little Googling when she got home and found this little promo video by an actor named Justin David Sullivan, who goes by the character May in the new play, who understand now is Juliet's non-binary best friend. Uh, Justin has already withdrawn himself from Tony's consider... Uh, the, the actor has taken himself away from any consideration for getting a Tony because he says it needs to be more inclusive of gender-expansive or trans non-binary performers like myself. And Megan Kelly said, this is so in your face. The guy goes by he, she, they, uh, who refused to be considered for Tony because of gendered categories. Uh, we're celebrating queer love, which is not at all what I thought, something based on Shakespeare about Juliet's next chapter. What was that going to be? And by the way, how come nobody ever told anybody about this before the show? Shouldn't parents maybe be aware of this? And her 12-year-old daughter goes and says, uh, boy, there was a lot of, like, guy kissing, guy trans kissing and stuff. Gee, woku. Anyway. Damn. Uh, 4.58. Oh, a quick update. I love these updates like this. Remember a couple of weeks ago, actually it was a couple of months ago, I think it was November, uh, two kids, two teenagers arrested in Washington after they targeted pedestrians. You may have seen the video. Police recovered the video, uh, the audio, I'm sorry, recovered the vehicles involved in the assault. The teenagers were involved in two separate incidents, running down pedestrians on purpose, hitting them and fleeing the scene. Vehicle purposely hitting a woman on the uh, on West Street in Aurora Avenue. Cell phone discovered detectives, uh, somebody in the car saying, ah, oh, hit this bitch. 
and mowed her down. They were laughing in the video. So another instance, uh, same uh, day, uh, a, a nearby cell phone incident shows the driver hitting a person in the bus lane, striking him from behind, sent him flying over the hood of the car. Uh, and guess what? They caught the two suspects. The two suspects are a 15-year-old boy and a 13-year-old girl. 15 and 13. And they had friends who were with him, too. <laughs> Just un- unbelievable. And I think this was at, this was 2 o'clock in the morning, by the way. 2 o'clock in the morning, 15-year-old boy and his 13-year-old girl sidekick. 2 o'clock in the morning, running down people in their car. Whose car? <laughs> and their phone? <laughs> yeah, everybody's got a phone. Holy cow. They caught him. They arrested him. We'll see what happens. Coming up. Well, of course, they should let him go to their parents because, you know, they weren't hugged as a kid. Uh, coming up at 5 o'clock and a great surprise and holy crap at sports coming up, too, with Pete and uh, Kimber Pete and Flounder. Look out. It's only me. It's only the camera. Don't be nervous. With Pete Davis and Flounder, 503, uh, 106.3. Happy Friday. Hope you have a nice weekend. Looks like a pretty good day tomorrow, and then maybe a little rainier or something, but it, warmer, and uh, so we'll go. Anyway, what the heck, a pretty good for February already, by the way. February, Groundhog Day. And we got a bunch of things coming up. Uh, more Flounder's Funnies. Holy crap, it's sports. And we got a little uh, love in the news, uh, Tay-Tay. Uh, some uh, newsy things. If you just joined us, uh, President Scumbag has met with the parents of the three fallen soldiers from Georgia. Also, defense uh, uh, disgrace uh, Lloyd Austin, the former defense contractor. And the uh, chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the new guy named General Brown, were there. Uh, they talked with the families. There, uh, uh, President uh, uh, Showers of a Daughter did not speak at the ceremony of the returning bodies of the uh, fallen heroes from Georgia. Uh, but he did, at the end of it, he said, uh, let's eat. And what time's the halftime show? So I wasn't quite sure exactly what's going on. If you that. watch the video, it's, it's kind of embarrassing because all Jill is doing is looking directly at Joe to make sure... He doesn't, doesn't do wander anything. off. Yeah. Or I, I guarantee you they took his watch. I will guarantee you they took off his wristwatch so he didn't do what he did the last time in the Afghanistan. Bodies came back from his freaking withdrawal of Afghanistan. <laughs> and he, he said, what? He kept looking at his freaking watch. And f- the father of one of the dead heroes said, oh, it's 10 after 2, Joe. God. Yeah. She's watching to make sure he doesn't walk into a prop plane. Uh, yeah. Or why just wander off. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you seen video of him? He, he, he goes in both directions. I'm wondering, what do I do? Where, I mean, he puts his hands up. Where, who's, I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> My God. Oh, mercy. Checking your freaking watch. Anyway, and there has been a retaliatory strike. And I think I just heard something like 80-something targets. And they use the B-1 Big Baby, which uh, cover, uh, uh, cl- I guess it holds the big cluster bombs. But again, I don't think they were going. They were going after bunkers underneath and storage supplies, stuff like that. So, I mean, we have responded, which is good. I don't know if we have. Uh, it says uh, beginning retaliatory strikes. 
Um, they don't really have much here on the Fox News update. But again, we'll, we'll keep you posted on it. But they are doing something. That's one of the big stories, of course, as him meeting the families and then retaliatory strikes just a few minutes ago. And the other big story, this is a big national news most of the day. Uh, the uh, Fulton Floozy Fanny had to admit in court in a, in a complete record, 176-page court filing issued today, that she admitted she's been playing hide the mooka mooka with her old friend she put on the payroll and she says, well, uh, the claims against her are meritless and salacious. Uh, she had to admit that she's had a personal relationship with an outside prosecutor. She appointed to manage the election interference case against Donald Trump and other allies in the case. What's more, uh, she said, uh, the, it's meritless accusations that I did anything wrong, and she is not going to resign, and she is not going to take a leave of absence, and she is not going to recuse herself from this case. One of the lawyers under Donald Trump has claimed that she may have broken the law by hiring this guy Wade and allowing him to pay for their vacations around the world. Uh, Wade claims they were uh, profiting. Uh, he claims that they were profiting significantly from the prosecution at the expense of the taxpayers. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> uh, she has to go before Judge uh, Scott McAfee on February fifteenth to talk about the allegations that she's, that she's misused money. And also, there's going to be actually a, a double whammy because she's also going to be investigated by the uh, the House Judiciary Committee has now subpoenaed Fannie the Floozy and all of her documents, all of her communications relating to the Fulton County DA's office receipt and use of federal funds, but not limited to the funds from the Department of Justice Office of Justice Programs and Juvenile Justice Programs. This is the case where the whistleblower said that she was allowing the, one of her lawyer guys to misspend the money on personal stuff, and the whistleblower complained about it, so she fired the whistleblower later on, had her escorted out of the office with seven cops or something. Okay, I just sent you a story on your phone. I don't know if it's on your uh, other thing there, too, about Fannie Willis hanging up on somebody. Oh, well, let's that. was that. questioning Let's do this. this right now. I'm opening Daily Mail. Daily Mail has all the great stories. Here we go. Let's uh, start off. Uh, uh, Bridget Thorne, 50 years old, told the Daily Mail that she had been scrutinizing Willis's payments to Special Prosecutor Wade since the summer of last year in her role as Commissioner of Fulton District 1. Okay, a Bridget Thorne, District Fulton District 1 Commissioner. Uh, she tried to investigate Fanny, the floozy, but she was told she was only picking on him, the guy she, uh, Wade, uh, that she was having uh, sex with, because he was black. Fanny Willis admitted the affair on Friday, expected turnover official receipts. Thorne began uh, combing through the DA's receipts after seeing the cost rack up outside attorneys Willis had brought in for her election interference case. But she said the DA hung up on her. Again, this is the Fulton Commissioner, says the DA, Fanny the floozy, hung up on her. When she asked about the huge expenditure in a telephone meeting as recent as December. I should have been questioning for spending outside legal counsel for six months. It wasn't approved through us. Normally, we approve these huge expenditures. I had a meeting with her back in December. I asked her, how much is this election interference thing going to cost? She said, Lady Justice has no price. <laughs> so I said, well, how much are you spending on Nathan Wade? She told me I was only picking on him because he's black. Then she hung up, ended the meeting on me. She basically insinuated that I was being racist for asking how much she spent on him. That didn't go over well with me. Yeah, because she's a tramp and been using money to, you know, to fight. And again, remember, she was the side piece. 
He was married at that. She was his side piece. You know, in keeping with the tradition of vice president of the United States, Camilla, uh, Carmela's side piece, the shiftless lady vice president, who was, was banging everybody. Oh, 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 you notice, you know, like uh, the uh, talk show host, what's his name? Mar- not Morris. I can't remember his name now. Uh, the t- uh, uh, oh, God. The uh, afternoon talk show host who she was banging. Say it. Okay, she got Garrett or something. Not Garrett Morris. I was like, think of a tree man, something, a tremmy, something like that. You'll, you'll get it. And also uh, the side piece of, of the uh, uh, the uh, uh, Speaker of the House of uh, the State of uh, California, uh, Willie Brown, most powerful man in California, got her the job as Attorney General. Uh, she, but she, all the guys she was banging on the side were black guys, although the one she married happened to be white. So I guess she said, well, I know I can boss this guy around. He also, she made him become the guy to say, stop all this masculinity. Remember, he, said, she made it, he was in charge of stopping all the masculinity in America. That's why she married the white guy. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, every, we got phone calls here. Yeah, What's every Friday Susan's on first. She wanted to comment on Fannie Willis. Outstanding. Every Friday Susan. How you doing, baby? Nice to have you aboard. What's going on? How are you? Happy Friday, everybody. So I have a play on names, which is also a play on words. Excellent. So Excellent. we have uh, Keisha Lance Bottoms was the last mayor. Um, Andre Dickens is the current mayor. Uh, let's see. Fannie Willis is the prosecutor. Nathan Wade is the special prosecutor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So did Nathan wade into the Fannie, into the bottoms of the Fannie? And if so, what the Andre Dickens? <laughs> <laughs> What the Andre Dickens is going on around here? <laughs> hey, you rock, Susan. You have a great weekend. Yeah, <laughs> have a great weekend. Uh, she's, Montel Williams. Montel Williams. I knew it was a tell in there somewhere. Montel Williams. Yeah, all, all guys she was banging on the side were black guys. And by the way, uh, Willie Brown was married when she was uh, when she was hanging on with him. Yeah. Everybody knew it. Nobody cared. That's that. And then again, you know, he, she became attorney general of California. And because she was a black female and had some experience, that's what they put. And then she ran for president, and got no votes, none, zero. She dropped out before the first primary. And she may be your next president. All right. We got Scott on the line. Clay and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Sorry no. about that, Pete. You go ahead. We have no, a delay no, going here, so call. we're trying to work with it. Okay, we'll get the who, who we have Scott next. Yeah, we got phone? Scott next. Okay, uh, Scott, you're on the radio. Thanks for calling. How you doing? What's up? Hey, buddy. How's it going? That was awesome from Susan. Yeah. So, <laughs> so our fallen heroes are home, thank God in heaven. But, um, you know, I mean, how much, how long ago did they, did they die in their beds? Was it like six or eight days ago? I'm sorry. Who are you, what are you talking about? Our fallen heroes. Our our, our three Georgia uh, uh, military. Oh, it was over the weekend. It, they were killed over the weekend in the drone bombing attack. Right, right. And so it's 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 been like what four or five days. Yeah. Why didn't Why didn't we drop the big one four or five days and seventy two seconds later after it instead of giving them four or five days of of warnings? I mean, you know, we're... Well, that's why. That's your answer. So they could give them four or five days of warnings to make sure they didn't, you know, take any, any civilians into account. They wouldn't do anything wrong when they, with this administration. It's how, they, it's how they act. It's how they react. It's what they do. Uh, I mean, you can't be surprised about this. I'm surprised you did anything. And I can't wait to find out what the figures of damage are or casualties from these strikes. 
No, we'll find out. 513, uh, Holy Crap Sports. Is that uh, Gary coming up? That's we'll, Gary, yes, sir. You want to do that now or after? Get him, we'll get him uh, after Holy Crap and Sports. Okay, Gary, if you can hold, I appreciate it very much. Coming up with you, Kevin, Pete, and Flounder. 513 right here. Look out. Look out, look out. By the way, you can mock me for my love of music, but coming up, I'll tell you how that might keep me from going totally nuts. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, five, six, yeah, five, seven, eight. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. We'll get back on track here. Holy crap. It's sports with Pete Davis. The Braves have signed 33-year-old former Astros closer Ken Giles to a minor league contract oh. and sent him a very nice invitation to spring training if you'd like to join us. Nice. It's very nice. Thank it starts you. very soon, spring training, by the way. Feels like spring outside right now, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Happy 26th birthday yesterday to Jazz Chisholm of the Marlins. Here's a pay cut. Now, we were talking Ooh. earlier about Gen Z and everything getting screwed. Well, this is a chance of Jazz Chisholm being screwed. The Miami outfielder lost his arbitration case. He's only going to get $2.6 million, all right, instead of 2.9, which, okay, yeah. we're not crying yeah. in our milk over this yeah. guy. He's right. making yeah. $2.0 million. Yeah. But here's what's bad about it. Last season, the Marlins needed a center fielder. Jazz volunteered to leave the middle infield where he was an all-star to help the team and learn to play center field. For his efforts to be a team player, the team refused him the extra three hundred thousand dollars. Ooh, that's snotty. What's three hundred grand to a ball club? I mean, good grief. Well, the the Marlins are in always financial oh, straits because only Major League Baseball could screw up a franchise in yeah. Miami, yeah. which has a built-in Latin American fan base. Yeah. Only they could do that. Yeah. Which Ozzie Guillen didn't help by praising Fidel Castro several years ago, and they oh, never man. recovered I'm, from it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And cheap owners have never helped them down there either. I don't understand with all the money in Miami, they always keep getting these cheap owners who won't put money behind it. Well, and then but, they win a World you know, Series, and then they get rid of everybody. And I, I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> twice they've done it. Yeah, the father of Southern California, former Dodgers first baseman Steve Garvey, is running for the Senate to represent yeah. the Golden State. Yes, he He's touring it with his latest blonde wife on the campaign trail, and some of his kids are with him. But not all. <laughs> Only four of the children that have sprung from his loins are with him. Three are not. Garvey has fathered seven kids from four different women. Well, Two more, and he's got his own starting nine. I'll, I'll bet you're not even close. I, th- those are the ones with, that are publicly acknowledged. That we know <laughs> I guarantee yeah. you. <laughs> when I was living in San Diego, there were bumper stickers that yeah. said, Honk if Steve Garvey's your dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Say what you will about the New York Post sports page. They are loyal homers up there. The Orioles just traded for Milwaukee ace Corbin Burns, but the headline in the post read, Yankees rival acquires former Cy Young winner. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, no Baltimore, just the Yankees. Uh, The Big Ten and the SEC have formed a joint advisory group of university presidents, chancellors, and athletic directors to address the significant challenges facing college athletics and how to improve the student-athlete experience. In plain English, the two biggest, most powerful, and richest conferences have now joined forces to control all of college football. And maybe Uh. that's not a bad thing, because they have the power to do what's right on this NIL and transfer portal and set rules that people have to follow. We'll see if they do it. But we're talking super conference in the future. Oh, boy.
Yeah. I don't know. I'm nervous about the whole thing. What's going to happen to yeah, college sports? They're, they're screwing college football. Yeah. That's yeah, it's not going to be. We're going to say to people later when we're older that you don't have college football yeah. like we did, and it's not as glorious as it yeah. was when we were younger. And we'll be right for once. Yeah. Uh, UCLA head coach Chip Kelly reportedly wanting to leave college football and return to the NFL, but not as a head coach this time. He wants to be an offensive coordinator. Uh, he's sick of the craziness in the transfer portal in the NIL. That's what the reports are Good out of point. L.A. So yeah, don't blame them. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, elsewhere in L.A., new Chargers head coach Jim Harbaugh is rich enough to live in Malibu now. Probably could before. But for a little while, he wants to park his RV and live out of it, saying he wants to be like Jim Rockford, not Jim Harbaugh. <laughs> He had that trailer on the, the beach trailer with his park. Dad. That's right. Live it on the trailer beach, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a trailer beach in Southern yeah, California good these luck. days. You'll I don't think you're going to find yeah, one. I no. don't. No, I <laughs> And if you are looking for another reason for not drafting former Heisman Trophy winning quarterback out of Southern Cal, Caleb Williams, look no more. Mm-hmm. Reports are he's demanding the Bears do not pick him at number one. He'd mm-hmm. rather play in Washington, D.C. or Las Vegas. But I can't really blame him. Chicago is a quarterback graveyard. Oh, I don't blame him for man. not wanting to go there. So he's pulling a. Uh, but there's issues. He's, he's pulling uh, the uh, uh, John Elway and the uh, uh, Manning Eli. kid, Eli Manning, said, "I'm not going to San Diego." Yeah. And got and, and did guess it. Guess what? Yeah. It worked out for both of them, didn't it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. How much less than Patrick Mahomes will Brock Purdy make? Oh, I saw the. I think I saw the numbers on this. It's astounding. It's it's like the difference between yeah. me and Bortz. <laughs> <laughs> well, give me a number. Yeah, tell the well. It's like twelve million to seven hundred thousand. <laughs> Forty million yeah. to nine thousand. That's yeah. I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say seven hundred thousand involving the Kimmer. Like fifty thousand. It's like four twenty-five million, eighty million to twenty grand. I mean, yeah. it's, <laughs> the difference is four hundred and fifty million dollars. <laughs> Two quarterbacks. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, wow. And it's time for you to put in your judge hat. All right, the sir. Jaguars, have asked, they've asked uh, FanDuel to reimburse them for some or all of the $20 million in stolen proceeds a former employee lost on their site. The company says, go pound sand. Yeah. <laughs> Amit Patel, uh, the finance manager, has pleaded guilty to stealing $22 million with a credit card system the Jags used. Patel lost $20 million of the funds on daily fantasy and sports bets at FanDuel, and which they, they made him a VIP host. He spent so much money. He lost a million on DraftKings. Patel transferred money directly from the team credit card to FanDuel. So should FanDuel have to reimburse, reimburse the money? Hell no. They get the money. Whoever, it doesn't matter where they get the money. If the people are paying, paying for the service, they got the service. It doesn't matter where it came from. That's, that's, that's right. ridiculous. I mean, the nerve of these people. How do they think they were going to win this yeah. one? Oh, good Lord. It, it's the team's Jeez. responsibility to watch yeah. what their damn employees are up. doing with their money. Yeah, you screwed up. Yeah. Now you pay if for you it. You up. You trusted me. Idiots. <laughs> <But anyway. laughs> uh, okay, here's some Taylor Swift prop bets for you. Okay. The score bet is offering a prop on the predominant color of her top at the opening kickoff, excluding any jacket she might be wearing. So she has to be wearing oh. a top. Under the jacket. Red okay. is the favorite. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, red is the favorite, then white, then black, then yellow. Any other color is at the end of it. That's uh, what they're saying. I would bet it'd be uh, yellow. They also can... I would bet I'm yellow. thinking red. Under the red, she but, red, she's wear a... the... yeah, but she's going to wear a red lipstick. jacket. So I doubt she'd wear a red jacket and a red shirt. 
Well, that's a good point. But they're playing in, inside in Las Vegas, so she doesn't have to wear a coat. That's true. Well, that's true. That's, that's true. Right. And, yeah, that's true. I'll bet she would, though. I'll bet okay. she does wear a coat. I'll bet she wears right, we'll a jacket. I bet she does too, because yeah. she's got that designer yeah, thing right. the other player's wife yeah. is making. Yeah. You're right. So she won't wear uh, two reds. You can yeah. also wager on the odds of Swift being shown during the national anthem, during the halftime show, <laughs> and more than five and a half times on the broadcast overall. Another one is uh, if she's being mentioned during the MVP speech after the game. And FanDuel says the yes wager is currently attracting 65% of the bets that someone will mention her. In the MVP speech. Really? Uh, so I'm glad to lose in front of Taylor Swift, hey, or something like that. Oh, that's unbelievable. <laughs> or I'm going to go home now and stoop uh, Taylor Swift. Now, how no. much can you can you bet, like, a dollar on these things, or do you have to bet a certain amount, or do you have any idea of how, I don't know how it works. I, I, don't, don't, I don't gamble. No. And I'm, I, it'd be fine. I'm, I'm wondering, we should put up some bets just for care. A dollar. If hey, they can do dollar hey. bets, let's do a bunch of dollar bets. Hey, we got one week to drive up to Murphy, North Carolina, to the Cherokee oh, hell, Casino and play some bets. I'm telling you, it's only an hour away from me. Well, we, we should you. we should play some. You know, if you can do dollar bets and, and, and do them from all Road of them. Trip. do all the do all Road the we'll do all the prop bets for a buck. <laughs> How many prop bets are there? 20, 30, 40, 50. Let's put in a buck a piece. 20, 30, 40, uh, 20, 30 prop bets and bet on all of them oh. and see what happens. What do you, what do you think? We, is there a place or, we can do that? Is can we do that legally somewhere? We have to drive somewhere. I, I, I got, anybody know. got a bookie? Flounder, you got a bookie? I don't really gamble like yourself. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not I don't gamble. gamble. Oh, I'm a, not a gambler. Anyway, well, Where's Pete, the late, great Jack Kennedy when we right, need him? when we need him right <laughs> now. Oh, Lordy. Or we could do what former Pro Bowl running back LaShawn McCoy is doing. He's oh. so confident the Chiefs are going to win. Oh. He's betting 100,000 American dollars on that. Wow. But what are the odds? I mean, is it, like a two to, is it close or is it like 10 to 1? Or? Right now, yesterday, it was 2.5 as the 49ers the favorite. Oh boy! Now that means yeah. uh, uh, does that mean they have to win by two and a half points, or you don't get you don't win? Well, how can, that's silly. If it's how two and a half, it's a push. I think you have to win by, by more three. than they two. They have and to a win half. by three then in order in order to. Yeah, yeah. I think is how it works. Yeah. Uh, everyone excited to see the golfing stars at Augusta National this spring step forward. Not so fast, Bernhard Longer fans. Yeah. Oh. He has torn his Achilles tendon oh. while exercising. Surgery today. The 66-year-old German player is out for the year. He had planned to make this the last Masters that oh, he would play. Oh man! And he's still playing like a 25-year-old too. I mean, he is a oh, he is a fitness winning. fanatic. Yeah, he is. He's still a superstar golfer. He's 66 yeah. years old. Two-time Masters champ. Uh, last uh, first time he won was 85, by the way. Yeah. And uh, he'll probably come back maybe next year to do the last one, but he can't do it this yeah, year unless he shame. limps out there. Come on, suck it up. No, you don't. You, you, no, it, you can't hard. play with a bum leg. Come ask, on, ask Tiger. <laughs> ask Tiger yeah, Woods. Right. Uh, Live Golf season opener down in Mexico almost went down the toilet, literally. Mm -hmm. After the first round, Montezuma is in the lead. Oh, boy. Several players and caddies came down with food poisoning. I do ah. the air quotes after what uh, Flounder got away with yeah. the last few days. Yeah. Uh, but the tournament will continue. The golf cart girls were going to carry less Jägermeister and more Pepto-Bismol oh. and Keopecte. Yeah. By the way, that's not a divot on the ninth green, so just avoid <laughs> that. Over there. Yeah, thank you. Ground under repair, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Seven-time Formula One champion Lewis Hamilton has shocked the racing world. He's leaving Mercedes-Benz yeah. for Ferrari. Yeah. He's going to make $107 million a year, twice as much as he was earning before. 
and pasta is better than Wiener Schnitzel. Wait so. a minute. He's going to make $100 million a year? Yes. Plus. How much do these sponsors pay for race drivers? Oh. My God. F1? Oh, my God, F1. They are in the stratosphere compared to everybody else. It's unbelievable. Wow, what doing. that's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. The Suns are in town to play the Hawks tonight, and Brooks Gate is a man with a lot of time on his hands. A lot. Brooks has figured out how far every single Major League ballpark is from a Chili's restaurant. <laughs> the closest ballpark. What do you think the closest ballpark to a Chili's is in Major do League Baseball? Anywhere in any it's of the Major one League? Mile. Oh, well, within a mile? God, well, probably a mile. Within a mile. I'll bet there's a Chili's somewhere within a ballpark, and I'll bet, within, I'll bet a what's, mile. What's the ballpark? What's uh, the Seattle. Cincinnati. Uh, Cincinnati, Seattle. Seattle is actually, no, Seattle's the farthest. It's 279 <laughs> miles oh to the nearest Oh, my God. Chili's <laughs> I should have known. The liberals up there don't need I mean, chili. seriously. <laughs> and you say Cincinnati, you're very close, Flounder. The closest is Cleveland. Huh. They only have to walk one mile for a triple dipper at Chili's there. I'll be Angels fans, only 1.3 miles in Anaheim, which makes sense. Yankees fans have to trudge 14 miles because there's no restaurants left in the Bronx. They probably all closed <laughs> them. Yeah. And the Mets and Queens travel five Five miles, so they got a quicker thing. How far do you think the average Braves fan would have to walk from Truist Park, which is 18th in distance from a Chili's, to get to a Chili's for appetizer goodness? Wow. Well, I'll bet if you went north on Cobb Parkway, I'll bet you'd find a Chili's up there somewhere. Probably. Give me the, some mileage. Uh, it's got to be over before you get off that Cloverleaf stuff. Probably uh, nine miles. I'll bet you. Under. Uh, mile and a half. It's 8.8. .8. Thank you. Pretty good. Yeah. And it's better than Blue Jays fans. They literally have to leave their country to go find <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> another one on there. And there's it. sports for you. All right. I, have I got time for two uh, history things? Uh, sure. And then we'll do a Flounders Funny, and we got uh, all kinds of stuff up here. On this day in 2015, NFL Hall of Famer Warren Sapp was in Phoenix, Arizona, and unfortunately he was getting a little horny and he hired a hooker and uh, apparently beat her up too. He was in town for the Super Bowl with the NFL Network, and after the arrest, they fired Warren Sapp in 2015. And I'll do this after the break because I hear the music. The National League of Professional Baseball Clubs was formed on this day in 1876. I'm going to ask you to name the original ball clubs of the original National... Are we time to do it now? Yeah, you can do it now. Sure. All right, Pete, can you name... Oh, he's looking at his uh, Google. Uh, uh, I know exactly what they are. They're, uh, they're uh, Boston, Chicago, Cincinnati, Hartford, Louisville, New York, Philadelphia, and St. Louis. I don't believe you gave the full, gave the full names. <laughs> you didn't even come close. Chicago well, White Stockings, Philadelphia yes. Athletics, Boston yes. Red Stockings, Hartford Dark Blues, Mutual of New York was one of the original ball clubs called Mutual of New York, St. Louis Money. Brown Stockings, Cincinnati Red Stockings, and the Louisville Grays. But, but, <laughs> but think about this. This is 1876. Yeah. Just north of St. Louis, General Custer's getting his ass handed yeah, to him by Indians. I, it's unbelievable. 1876. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, Imagine traveling from Boston to St. Louis on a train in 1876 yeah. to play a ball game. Wow. Or a wagon train. Uh, 532, Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. Lots coming up next. Uh, don't go anywhere yet. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please.
There we go. <laughs> the Beatles. 1962, the Beatles played their first professionally organized gig outside of Liverpool. It was at the Oasis Club in Manchester. The group's set started with that version of Hippie Hippie Shake for the Beatles, 1962. Wow, good for them. What a career. What a, what a group. Uh, what's the matter? What? <laughs> Only in North Georgia. Can the professional lawnmowers show up when the grass hasn't grown since October and the guy's riding around on a huge riding lawnmower smoking a cig? <laughs> what, are you watching them outside your door or something, you mean? Yeah, I'm watching them. <laughs> well, well, you don't want to kill the job, you know. You guys will get paid. I'll, I'll drive a lawnmower for you. Absolutely. I don't care if it's snowing. <laughs> There's no, no grass. Uh, let's see. Uh, Tommy Smothers would have been 87 on this day. Rob Reiner's oh. birthday. Uh, oh, no, he worked with the superstars, Rob Reiner and Bob Einstein. Anyway, uh, uh, Barry Diller. Remember Barry Diller, kind of a hard actor type guy, 82 years old today. He was uh, Chester Tate on Soap, among other things. Oh, wait a minute. Oh, no, that's, I, I, that's not true. I believe bled another line to somebody else. <laughs> You're just making stuff up. <laughs> I'm making it up now. It's incredible. I have no morals. I must be a prosecutor in Fulton County. Fanny the floozy, my God. She admitted that she'd been banging that guy, but she says, I didn't do anything wrong. I didn't, you know, I didn't do anything wrong, and I'm not leaving either. I'm, I'm going to stay in my office, too. How about that? <laughs> John on Facebook just posted a picture of her, him and Fanny, and he points out, does this guy only have one suit? He wears that same white pinstripe suit every <laughs> single time. <laughs> You think he um, swing by men's warehouse, you, think, you know? Yeah, well, he can sure afford it. I, yeah, I think he can go to Macy's, you know. <laughs> probably go to, you know. Nordstrom's. Yeah, he can probably go. <laughs> uh, 437, uh, 537. God, I'm so sorry. 537, the camera peen flounder. This is a huge day in 1943 this day. Enormous victory for the Allies after a brutal campaign. The Battle of Stalingrad finally over. When the remnants of the German 6th Army surrendered to the Russians' Red Army, and, uh, God, hundreds of thousands were starved and slaughtered, and that was a uh, Battle of Stalingrad was a ter major turning point in a horrible, horrible uh, event in World War II. Good movie. Uh, what, uh, called Stalingrad? Enemy at the Gate. Oh, the oh that, that's movie. right. That's right. That was a great movie. Uh, 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 yeah, that was. That, I, I, and that shows up every once in a while. Uh, really good movie. And that girl you like, uh, the, uh, who married, uh, what's his name there? Uh, uh, what the hell is her Ma name? Married Bond, Daniel Craig. Uh, she was here. in the Mummy movies. Yeah. Rachel Weisz. Rachel Weisz, that's right. She was in a bunch of, she, were, she was in the one uh, about the uh, the, uh, lawyer, the uh, lawyers who fixed the cases with um, uh, the guy who played in um, The French Connection, Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman was the fixer mm -hmm. and a lawyer, and she was the girlfriend of, of John Cusack, and they tried to f uh, fix the jury. In New Orleans. In New Orleans. And it was called, I can't remember, uh, Runaway Jury. The Runaway, ju the Runaway Jury. I'll be damned. I got it. I can't believe it. I oh, that was called, it, it, it was called the Rural Juror. The Rural Juror. <laughs> 30 Rock. <laughs> oh, mercy. Uh, Punxsutawney Phil, but it was Groundhog Day. He's met his share of celebrities over the years. Ronald Reagan in 1986 was also on Oprah Winfrey, uh, Puxedani Phil. And, uh, of course, a big thing was when Bill Murray made a, made a big deal in, uh, eight, in 1993 
Columbia Pictures, Groundhog Day, uh, Gobbler's Notch, and the tourists started throwing in after that. The, the town is only 7,000 people of Puxatawney, Pennsylvania. 35 or 40,000 people show up for Groundhog Day. And a lot of it says since 1993 when Bill Murray did the movie. And, uh, I think. and, and that by, I only saw them. I, actually, I, I never saw the movie for years and years and years. And then a couple of years ago it was on, and I watched it, and I thought, really, I really liked it. I didn't think I would. I thought it was going to be stupid, and I, I saw a preview, and I said, well, yeah. But I watched it, and I thought, that was it really turned into the ending of it really turned into it's a touching. really cool movie it was touching it was it, it could be a chick flick but it was a comedy it was fun and and it was a very touching movie I must, I must admit. And, and in fact, I think it's on all day today, or it's on a couple of times tonight. I know it's on, and then uh, repeats itself. So I may watch it again, just for the heck. By the way, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this horrible story because uh, I want you to go hug your kids. This is uh, absolutely. Uh, where's my, where's my froggy? Ah, I got it. Uh, absolutely, absolutely brutal. I didn't know this kind of thing would happen. Gwinnett County. Investigators uh, uh, in Bethlehem, Gwinnett County, have now arrested the father of a little girl who died at the age of eight because he didn't do anything to stop the abuse of his wife, the girl's mother. The girl's mother, Natila Barros, 34, has been accused of murder, beating her eight-year-old daughter with a wooden rolling pin 20 times all over her body, neck, face, Booked into the jail, the girl's father, Cedar Claydare Barros, arrested on second-degree murder charges and cruelty charges. If a child dies and prosecutors believe they can prove criminal negligence on the part of the adult responsible for the safety, you get arrested. Second-degree murder. The family beating her with a rolling pin till she died. Eight years old. My God. And I'm sorry. I, just, I, and I, I, I see things like this once in a while, and I'd say, you know, you have to know that this is still real. The, the devil is out there. His greatest event, a trick was telling, uh, convincing people he wasn't real. How do you explain this? Anyway, um, by the way, Republican lawmakers are trying to make sure that uh, they're re- re- rewriting the deadlines for liberal states. Here's the latest click now in, uh, in Mississippi, North Dakota. They're trying to make sure the Democrats and voting right groups are now having mail-in ballot deadlines extended for long time after the election. Now, and they're saying, wait a minute now, if you have a mail-in ballot, it has to be received by Election Day and counted Election Day. But there are a lot of rules in states that say if it gets in by then, you can do it. I mean, there's a whole bunch of crap going on here, and they're trying to make sure the Democrats don't start pulling the dirty tricks they did before, like this. Mail-in ballots, you know, that's, how they, that's how they won last time, was all these mail-in ballots one way or another. Anyway, uh, 542. I can't repeat in flounder. Do we have another flounder funny back there? Well, maybe we'll do it here in a second. Also, uh, uh, President Stupidface, uh, he did retaliate. A couple of breaking news. Uh, Fannie Willis has to go before the House Judiciary Committee to explain why she's such a tramp and using federal money and misusing federal money and why she fired her whistleblower who turned her in on one of the cases. A couple of things coming for her. Second big news story is, of course, uh, President Stupidface met the families at the returning ceremony of the bodies of the three Georgia soldiers killed because of his policies. Uh, luckily, he didn't speak at the ceremony, and uh, Dr. Jill kept a close look at him, looked at him the whole time, make sure he didn't wander off. Just absolutely embarrassing. He did uh, pull off something like 30, I'm mean, sorry, 80-something retaliatory strikes in uh, with targets in Iran, and I'm not even sure whether it was just Iran. We're just kind of getting the stories in here, but uh, he has uh, done something. I don't know the results of it or the effects of it yet. But he has uh, uh, he has apparently done something. Uh, I just quickly want to mention this story. I saw this today. I thought it was kind of cool. 
There's been a study at University of Exeter, and it shows uh, that there is a link between music and fighting off the effects of dementia, even if it has already started. They did a survey. They studied people, all kinds of thousand people and all these studies, and they uh, did a questionnaires about their experiences playing a musical instrument, singing, reading music, listening to music. Participants who played a musical instrument were found to have a much higher cognitive skill level and enhanced memory if they played an instrument. The piano shown to have the biggest cognitive benefit. The longer you played, the greater the benefits to your mental health. Those who sang shown to have better brain health, a result of social factors as well, but singing associated with better executive function. People who learn more through written music have better numerical memory abilities. Playing a keyboard linked to benefits across the board. If you just listen to music, that really doesn't seem to do much. But if you're part of it, the researchers recommend promoting musical education and engagement from childhood to protect your brain health. And again, I think a lot of this is generational. When I was growing up as a kid, I'm a baby boomer, we had to play an instrument. Our, my, our parents made us play an instrument. I took, I, took, I took lessons every week. I played in the school band. I was the, all, I was the first yeah, chair trombone in the All-State Band in eighth grade. I mean, you know, who knew? I could play the trumpet, first the French chair horn. baritone. Uh, oh, there you are. First chair baritone. Anyway, and they're Rath saying rolled. they're saying the more you, more. Uh, 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 well, I'm sorry, Flounder's clicking me here. What no, I was going to say Ed's on the line, and he wants to talk about the eight-year-old killed in Gwinnett. Oh County. God, let's do that so I can get done with it because I don't want to talk about it after this. <laughs> Ed, you're on the radio. Thanks for calling, man. Can you believe this story? It's unbelievable. Uh, it's disgusting. Uh, I have to correct you, Kimmer, about one thing, and it's very, very important. All right, sir. It was not the child's mother. It was her stepmother. Oh, mercy. Which is worse. Yeah. No, that's well, not, nothing, it's not. Nothing no, could be yeah, worse. It couldn't be worse. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, though. It's like, you know, it's, it wasn't her daughter kind of. Oh, God. Yeah, the, guy, oh. The, guy is, the guy is guilty as hell. If you look, yeah. if you look at all the circumstances and when he called the police and when he asked, uh, why the hell didn't he, when, when, yeah. the, when the stepmother called him, why didn't he call 911 right away? Why did he have to come home and try to give her CPR? He was trying to hope to revive the kid so the woman wouldn't get charged. Yeah, well, he should have killed her. Disgusting. I mean, All right, I'm done. Thanks. No, no, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm glad. That's a good point. We should think about this because it's horrible, and we can't go around in our lives thinking these things don't happen. Hug your kids. Hug your kids. 546. We're not done. We're not done. Hold on. <laughs> Get repeating water. Look at it. <laughs> Look out. Yeah, we've met his buddy Holly here. Uh, buddy Holly, Richie Valens, and the Big Bopper all appeared at the Surf Ballroom in Clear Lake, Iowa, this day in 1959. This was all three acts' last ever gig before being killed in the plane crash the following day, 1959, in Iowa. 
Buddy Holly. We talked earlier about how uh, a couple of the guys, Waylon Jennings, other folks uh, didn't get on the flight and various things. One of them was lucky, one of them couldn't afford it. And Anyway, uh, 549, Kemmer, Pete, and Flounder. And let's see, our birthdays. Uh, I really don't have anything that I care about that much for the birthdays. Uh, a little history list. Um, who knew it would be a problem? On this day, 1923, gasoline was mixed with lead for the first time. Blend was introduced by General Motors. <laughs> yeah. And on this day, 1990, South African President de Klerk lifts the 30-year-long ban on the anti-apartheid group, the African National Congress, ANC. And then he said their leader, Nelson Mandela, will also be released from jail. What was it, like 30 years or something? Ridiculous. And uh, let's see, I think I got one more here. Uh, yeah, that's fine. Let's get out of here. Um, oh, quick, uh, two quick things. We have a, 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 a funny crime update, which Pete's going to do. And I have a couple of quick crime update stories before that. But first, last night on TV, I saw an ad on TV, and the announcer came on and said this. Do you like it hard or soft? <laughs> okay. Turned out to be an ad for pretzels. Pretzel.com oh. or something. Soft pretzels salt. or hard pretzels. Salt. <laughs> soft I love pretzels, soft pretzels. If they're hot and salt, and yeah, absolutely. Oh, they're really Mustard? Good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so do I you like it now. hard or soft? <laughs> I thought that was a little, <laughs> a little creepy. Uh, all right, a couple things. Um, let's see. Our, our state Senate here in Georgia has now passed a bill requiring cash bail for more offensive of offenses. You know, in New York State, we were talking about the scumbag illegal immigrants who came in, beat the cops, kicked them in the face, and then got away with it, got released, didn't even go to jail, got booked, and then got released, and now have taken off and fled. And the people in New York are going nuts. Well, of course, you deserve it because you wanted these people there, you sanctuary city idiots. If here in Georgia now, the Senate is going to pass a bill to the House saying we are a lot more offensive that we are going to require cash money. We're not going to keep letting people go like this. That's a good sign. On the other hand, in Illinois, that, is that uh, Pritzker, that a big fat load governor. Oh my God. They have now introduced a bill which would prohibit the police from pulling people over for traffic infractions like speeding more than 25 miles an hour over the limit, driving with expired registration stickers. Let them go. Don't pull them over. Failing to display registration plates or stickers. Don't pull them over. Not wearing a seatbelt. Don't pull them over. Driving with defected mirrors. Don't pull them over. Excessively tinted windows. Don't pull them over. The bill is intended to, quote, start the conversation on justice reforms and racial profiling. Uh, the uh, opponents say it's a backdoor way of defunding the police. They're, they actually have a, this law is going to say that if the police pull you over for doing more than 25 miles an hour over the limit, they will not have any right to inspect any evidence in your car to be used in trial. I'm going to say this again. If they pull you over going more than 25 miles an hour over the limit, if they find a bag of marijuana in the back seat of your car, they cannot use that as evidence that you did anything wrong or committed a crime when you go to trial. Because <laughs> they assume, you know, it's mostly black guys who speed more than 25 and have dope in the car. I mean, this is unbelievable. No, not where I live. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, but again, can you get the balls on these people saying, well, no, you can't pull people over because, you know, we're not wearing a seatbelt or an expired tag. But that's how the police can go to other crimes when you're breaking the law and they find out, sure enough, there's you know, like a body in the trunk. I mean, come on. Oh, my God. This is unbelievable. And now, Pete, where? tell them the other people a little story about, about, about down in Florida. 
The one you just sent me. <laughs> oh, the one I just sent you about the yeah. CNN? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just basically, in fact, i got to find you there a second. Oh, well, I can do it okay, if you don't Here it, it is. Okay. I got Colin, Colin Rugg sent this out here. CNN hosts are literally speechless after they found out that criminal illegal immigrants don't steal in Florida because they go to jail there. <laughs> and they, when, when, they, when he said it, they all got quiet and kind of looked at each other like, really? I can't believe it. And again, do you see the issue when uh, Governor Stupidface of California, Newsom, whose wife was sorkinagging uh, with uh, Harvey Rapestein, uh, one of his couch uh, uh, victims, uh, and the governor was talking to somebody and they were talking about people stealing and uh, shoplifting. And there was an, an incident of it. And the lady, I guess he was talking to a clerk or something. The lady was talking about people stealing. He said, well, why didn't you stop him? He says, well, the governor won't let us because they know you, you, nobody gets convicted of crimes anymore. The governor just lets him get away with it. And he was the good one talking to her. <laughs> and now he's yeah. trying to say, oh, Oh, no, we, we, we cracked down on crime. <laughs> the Babylon Bee just put out a photo of Elmo, the Muppet, the yeah. red little Muppet, the yeah. annoying one. And he's wearing a Make America Great Again baseball cap. And the headline says, Elmo radicalized after migrants bust to Sesame Street. <laughs> Elmo radicalized. <laughs> I love it, 555. Have we got another Flounders funny in there? Uh, yes, for the end do. of the show, I tell you what. Well, let's let's uh, 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 how, like a minute and a half. It's a minute thirty. All right, uh, perfect. We'll figure this out here in a second. That'd be a minute and a half. Uh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Also, uh, speaking of the Babylon Bee, they mentioned that uh, President Biden is expressing his support for African American history at a kickoff celebration for Black History Month by telling those gathered he believes Black history is just as important as normal people history. Yes, I'd like to wish a very happy anniversary to all the Black people. It's important, just as important as normal history. If not more important, blacks are just as good as normal people. I've always said that since my black son died in Vietnam. Not a joke, not a joke. Well, anyway, you kind of <clears throat> got lost after that. By the way, this is astounding. You know, people are going nuts for those ridiculous Stanley Cup cup whole thing, drinker things. Uh, and now that they've come out with new colors, and it's the Stanley Cup craze. And now... Oh, I found it. Is that one? You got one in there? Yeah. What, what color is that one? I it's can't gray, see it. It's gray, but apparently the ones they're freaking out about are the pink ones. The, pink, the new pink ones because yeah. of Barbie. And, and, and even the employees are. I've been fired. There have been employees fired for buying the Stanley Cups at their own store because the store wants them to keep them for the customers. It's unbelievable. And now guess what? They got them for kids. Fisher Price. Laugh and learn. Wake up and learn coffee mug. The, web, the website Mattel of colorful lights. It plays over 20 songs and phrases, provides children between the ages of six months and three years old hands-on activities on their new mini Stanley Cup cup. Uh, interactive learning styled like a go-to beverage cup filled to the brim with engaging play for babies and toddlers. Mattel sells it for $9.99. And it's not available. Any, nobody can, but they're all sold out. In fact, you're on Amazon for like 50 bucks. <laughs> and incidentally, for the record, the Seattle-based company that went the Stanley people, they made up until 2020, they made about 70 million dollars a year. They made 70 million because of the popularity of that cup. Only they went from 70 million to 750 million dollars a year because of the quencher. And they're, they're, people are still stealing them. They're selling out there by the armful. <laughs> it's a da and now they got them for babies. Cup. A, yeah, a drinking cup. And now for babies, and they're sold out. You can't find them either. 
Because, you know, you got to get your one-year-old ready to you know, act like an adult with their special Stanley Cup so they can start spending on, you know, designer clothes the rest of their lives, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you know how many of these cups that I've collected over the years at golf tournaments and everything I got stuck oh, no. under the cabinet? I've got a closet. I've got a cupboard full. And also, people send me stuff. It's, I mean, unbelievable. I mean, really, you think about it. Oh, mercy. All right. Hold everything. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer. Oh, we never played. Uh, I'll tell you what. Monday, we're going to do the final number one thing of the of the, of the worst songs sure of the 70s. We, we never did it. Yeah. We literally have it right here sure ready. We well, if we don't have time to do both, though, and I'd rather do leave with a funny one. We'll do the music next week. I'd rather leave with a funny one. So let's do that now. Flounder for you, old other. Flounder's funny as we get ready for the weekend right here. <laughs> I like to pee outside. You know, I'm really into peeing outside. Not a lot of people like that. That's one of the advantages of living in the country, getting to pee outside. Outside of my house there's always this trail of ants that likes to run right outside the house and just for fun i just like to pee those ants right off the wall <laughs> oh, it's like a game to me right i like to try to knock them out in one pee you know what i mean that's my candy crush <laughs> <laughs> but every time i go back out there those ants are back up on that wall it's like they're into it you know I think what it is, those ants are hard working, though, right? Because you pee on me one time at work, I'm out of there. <laughs> like, I won't walk out on the job, but I'm not coming back tomorrow. <laughs> you can't create the type of environment where people aren't peeing on me, then I don't need to work there. You know? <laughs> but ants, they don't care. They're hard working. They work right through it. That's why if you see an ant hill that's complete, you got to kick it. Because those ants are out of stuff to do. And put those ants back to work. <laughs> you gotta stimulate that ant economy. <laughs> and you pee on it. That's trickle down economics. Oh, <laughs> Not a political joke. I don't know nothing about economics. <laughs> but he knows about the other thing. Anyway, uh, any plans for the weekend? Uh, Flounder with Miss Veronica. I hope she's feeling better. She uh, yeah, she's better? about back to normal, so we're going to go over to my dad's house for dinner and then possibly hit a brewery tomorrow. Outstanding. Uh, uh, Pete Davis, any uh, mountains of making activity going on this weekend? I'm going to admire my newly mowed lawn. Ah, God bless America. <laughs> well, it's only a kiver over the boys. I got to go. You're killing me. Uh, hoorah, look out, Semper Fi. Be careful out there. Love you, boy. <laughs> this morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.